Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Action Radio. This is Greg Penglis coming to you from the historic district of downtown Milton on the banks of the beautiful Blackwater River. And now let's get into Action Radio. Yeah. Oh, we're going to get into action today. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. That miserable, slimy, disgusting trader, Mike Pence. I knew it. I knew he'd made a deal. I knew it. I knew it. I could feel it with every bone in my body. I was right about COVID being a government hoax. The whole policy was insane. It was a real virus, but the whole policy was insane. The lockdowns, the masks, everything was all illegal. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew this too. I told you. I told all of you. I told you back on January 6, two years ago, 2021, that Mike Pence had made a deal, that he had sabotaged Trump on purpose. I knew it. And now it's out. And now the information's coming out. So once again, your humble servant here at Action Radio was right. I knew it. So much for me patting myself on the back. I've taken my victory lap, but Mike Pence is a slimy traitor. He's nothing but a slimy, miserable traitor. He made a deal. He thinks he's going to get the GOP nomination. No way. Ain't going to happen. Trump's going to beat you, you stupid idiot. You, you, you apparatchik, you tool of the, of the deep state. God, what a fool. On that happy note, let's go on to something a little bit different with Brianna Cannon. She started as a guest on Action Radio, courtesy of our Constitution reporter, Amber Kemper. Both Brianna and Amber are graduates of Patriot Academy, a place where young folks get to practice writing and advocating legislation and being legislators in a mock session. Brianna immediately impressed all of us as someone we wanted on the show with her own report. With an insightful mind, asking and taking on complex questions, and a growing skill in sarcasm and satire, plus her study of government, history, the Constitution, and our founding, all of her skills and knowledge combine into something pretty incredible here on Action Radio. And now... The Government Inquiry Report with Brianna Cannon. Sorry, Brianna. I had to get that off my chest. <laughs> I don't think you've ever heard me rant before. That's kind of what it sounds like. But, oh, I can't believe that miserable slime ball. <sighs> I'm sorry. How are you today? I'm good. Um, <laughs> I think you've had fun with some rants. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I just don't know if you've been on the, on the, on the line at the same time, though. But, uh, oh, yeah, I have my moments. And this one was just so obvious. And, you know, it's sort of confirmation. I, I think my political instincts are pretty good. Uh, this one just seemed like a no-brainer. I mean, why else would he sabotage Trump? Sabotage the very guy he worked with and allegedly served as vice president for four years. And all of a sudden, on January – well, actually, it started back in December. I knew something was wrong in December because there were seven battleground states uh, with, uh, with electors that, uh, for Trump. And the, uh, the governors were saying, Democrat governors were saying, oh, no, we've got branded electors. Those are the real ones. Of course, we knew they were a bunch of fraud electors. So the Trump electors were the real ones. And we were figuring that uh, Mike Pence, of all people, would, would probably, you know, uh, send, at least send the state, uh, uh, send the legislators, uh, excuse me, the electors back to the states uh, to get it sorted out because the state legislatures control the electors. I mean, that's just how it works. And he didn't. And as soon as he didn't, I thought, uh-oh, something's wrong here. Because he, he was constitutionally bound to do that. There was no choice. And then he comes out and says, well, the Constitution says I can't do that. So he's lying. So now I know he's lying. I'm thinking, well, I said, so I always look at motivations to people. I thought, what's in it for him? What could he possibly want that he's willing to sabotage Trump, screw the Republican Party, screw over the entire nation, 
you know, put Brandon, uh, or as I'm calling him now, illegal Brandon, uh, in charge to totally destroy our country with an idiocracy run by Obama and, and Hillary Clinton behind the scenes? What would motivate one person to do that? And it all came down to the same thing, power. You know, as, as Henry Kissinger said, power is the ultimate aphrodisiac. If you know Henry Kissinger, he still keeps his German accent, even though he's been in the country for like 80 years. <laughs> Guys, you know, but it, 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 it suits him to keep his German accent. So he still says, Bada is the ultimate aphrodisiac. It is. He loves power. He loves power more than America. He loves power more than, than loyalty, more than patriotism, more than, uh, you know, his, his fellow American. He loves power. And he doesn't have the brains to get it on his own, so he cheats. Anyway, just my feelings. Do you know anything about this? Have you, did you follow that at all from January 6th, the, uh, the actions of the, the legendary traitor, uh, you know, doomed to descend into infamy, you know, Mike Pence? No, I mean, whenever I heard about him, it was most people just hated him, hated what, you know, he had done. So I really didn't, I guess for me, I thought he just kind of like, disappeared, went away, kind of, you know, out of that Oh, yeah, realm. he disappeared all right. <laughs> he got out of town fast. He got yeah. out of Dodge. Yeah, because, you know, the Republicans were, were right on his tail. And all of a sudden he surfaces now. What, what's the rating in the polls? 5%? What, what does he think he's going to accomplish, stupid moron? I honestly <laughs> don't know. Oh, it's okay. Well, yeah, you don't have to know. So, so a lot of times, I mean, uh, there are – in fact, that's, that's one of the most viable answers here. I'm messing up papers on my desk here. That's one of the more viable answers is to say, if you don't know, say you don't know. I mean, you know, yeah, a lot of people are trying – you know, on, on other shows, they try and fake an answer. They try and sound intelligent. A lot of my questions, I don't know, but, but those are the best questions. It's ones you don't know the answers to. Did you ever hear the case of uh, when, when new members of Congress were asked about Fredonia and what our policy was there? About Did you ever hear what? the story? Fredonia. Did you ever hear this story? No, I have not. Okay, so there was, uh, this is back, um, might have been the 80s or, or 90s. Anyway, this has been going for, this happened a long time ago. Anyway, reporters back when they're actually, you know, it had to be the 80s, this is back when, we're, when reporters were actually journalists. And so they went up to new members of Congress and they said, uh, could you uh, confirm that you either support or, uh, or, or dispute our policy uh, towards Fredonia? Uh, and of course, you know, one by one, they do line up and said, uh, well, I, I support our policy. I think we should continue our policy. I think it uh, brings stability and, uh, you know, uh, uh, normalcy to the region. And we think that, uh, that we should absolutely, uh, you know, continue our policy towards Fredonia. And of course, it's a joke, right? There is no such place. <laughs> it comes from an old Groucho and Harpo and Chico Marx Brothers movie from like the 1930s. You know, it was the, the land of Fredonia. It's like, uh, what was that? Um, that movie with uh, Julie Andrews and uh, the princess something or other. You know, the, you know the, she was like the grand duchy of someplace no one's ever heard of. That, that kind of thing. So it's a made-up country. One person, one person in, in Congress said, wait a minute, there is no such place. They actually called the reporters on it. One out of like 10, you know, said, no, there's no such place. That's, uh, that's, that's from a movie. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. There is no Fredonia. Uh, but yeah, but the other is just bullshit. Excuse me. Yeah. BS their way, sorry, I didn't mean to do that. But they, they BS their way through, thinking that they could just get away with it and just lie. Uh, but it's better to say you don't know when you don't know. I, I respect the person more for saying, I don't know what you're talking about, rather than, than saying, oh, yes, we should uh, maintain our policy and bring stability to the region. Yeah, right. So much for lying. Doesn't work on this show. Anyway, what do you want to talk about today? Um. <laughs> 
<laughs> Welcome to Action Radio, Brianna. You All right. Me on, a, on, a, on a rare day of, uh, of, of, of inspiration. You know, I, I love being right. I do. I just love being right. Don't you love being right? Especially when people are like, yeah, Greg, sure. Yeah, you know, yeah, Brianna, sure. Yeah. And then, then two years later, it's like, you're right. And it's like, haha, told you. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I think it's more like I want to be right. Like whatever, you know, stance uh-huh. I have, you know, I want to make sure that it's right, I guess. Not necessarily like whatever I say is right. Just want to make sure that I know the right knowledge. Um, well, sometimes you, you know, you, you don't, I mean, the whole point of predictions is you don't know. I made the prediction that Ron DeSantis would never declare for president because it would be so stupid for him to do so. He'd lose all his money. He'd, he'd never get anywhere. Um, he, he would think his, his uh, term as governor and, and probably, you know, get himself out of several, uh, you know, potential offices later on. It'd be the dumbest, stupidest thing you could do. But again, power. He, he uh, you know, he was seduced by the dark side of the force. You know, power and money. He got the money from the donors from the from the the, the same deep state that uh, said that uh, you know Mike Pence is going to be is going to get the nomination for sinking Trump. So they use these people. They use these people as useful idiots. You know, and so now with this deal coming out, DeSantis has no chance. You know, because he's not going to. You know, they're going to boost Mike Pence. Um, do you remember when John McCain? Uh, I don't know if you remember this. John McCain and uh, uh, I probably remember Mitt Romney. Uh, they both ran as the the moderate Republicans, the common sense Republicans, the only Republicans who could unite the party and unite the country. And all the conservatives were fighting each other. And so they all beat each other up and lost. And uh, both uh, Mittens Romney and uh, John McCain became the nominees and promptly lose to Obama, which was the plan all along. And, and it's interesting that they, they're going to try and do the same thing with Mike Pence. He's the... Uh, uh, he was the one who stood up to Trump. He was the one who brought sanity to government. He's the one who upheld the law and the Constitution. It's all lies, of course. But they're going to they're take him over Ron DeSantis, even though they promised Ron DeSantis money only to oppose Trump. Anyway, I was wrong on that prediction, completely wrong. But I think uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see if he pulls out by New Hampshire. But uh, this, this, the, this whole development is, is fascinating. We'll see what happens with Mike Pence, too. But this is why politics is so much more fun <laughs> than most other sports out there. Because all these really stupid things have dumb people, money, power. Oh, God. Anyway, back to you. What do you think? That actually made me think of this um, This one thing that I saw. It was uh-huh. a short little thing of uh, a cartoon that was, huh. I guess, from maybe the 50s or 60s or something. I'm guessing. I'm not really sure um, uh-huh. what year it was from. But it was about, you know, government taking control of everything. And I, at the like, throughout it, it was showing him taking jobs and not giving people a chance to debate them, using propaganda, lies, like all the stuff in this fun little, like, kids cartoon. And then at the very, very end of it, it shows this one guy, and he was, like, running away from the other two. And they were saying that if anybody tries to, you know, cause divide, you know, religiously or between classes or between race or any of this stuff. These are the people trying to take away your freedom. And mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting, you know, because, you know, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, it's but, interesting the things that we were warned about. You know, if you ever watch the old Twilight Zone episodes or even the early, the, the early Star Trek, the first series, um, the, the, the original Star Trek, it was all about freedom. 
uh, all these different things, uh, the books, you know, Brave New World, 1984, they're all warned about totalitarian governments. And as we said, the, you know, we said on the show, The Twilight Zone, you know, it was supposed to be a warning, not a manual. <laughs> you know, same thing with 1984. Um, so it's interesting. Do, do you remember the source? Do you remember that, what that cartoon was? That original yeah. one you were talking about? It'd be interesting to find it. Because cartoons, <laughs> political cartoons are, are, are fabulous to study. Um, I had a cartoonist on. The best one today is Ben Garrison. Ben is brilliant. You'll see him on my Facebook pages. Uh, you can get him various places. He's been on the show, I think. I know he was on the show once. He might have been on twice, or maybe I just replayed my original interview. Anyway, I'd like to get him back on. But cartoons can change nations. Cartoons can you know, get you into war. Cartoons can maybe get you out of war. But there aren't any good political cartoons anymore because you know, the news is such propaganda, they don't let them on. So they have to. So car, political cartoonists have kind of gone underground. But there was a famous um, political cartoon, Walt somebody I forgot his name Walt somebody he wrote a cartoon called Pogo, and it was about these kids and these you know kind of like like Smurfs and Furbies and weird little things like that. <clears throat> but when one cartoon that that stuck in everybody's mind, he said, "We have met the enemy, and, and it is us, or he is us." And uh, in other words, warning about if this country gets destroyed, it's going to be destroyed from within, which is exactly what's happening now. You know, the, the enemy and part of the of the enemy is making other people the enemy, fake enemies and going to war with them constantly. You know, Vietnam, Korea, Iraq, Afghanistan, Ukraine, Sudan, whoever's next on the list. But that's all part of the plan. They always keep us at war, always keep us in an emergency, always keep us in a pandemic because that's what controls people because that they're based on fear. So our greatest enemy is within us right now, the deep state, as exemplified by Mike Pence. And his, uh, his action, his deal, I'll read the article in the third hour so you can catch the podcast later. But I think it's uh, quite interesting. Anyway, I know we had something for, for today, and I've probably taken 15 minutes of your time. Yeah. But it's just, I, 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 let's get to your topic, and then I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll save mine for the third hour. The, cart- yeah, the cartoon is called Make Mine Freedom, and it's from 1948. Huh. Is it like a one-panel cartoon kind of thing? It's... It's supposedly like a um, anti-communist kind of cartoon. Okay. Yeah, anything you find like that, you can send me, and I'll, I'll, I'll post it, or you can post it yourself. Uh, that'd be a great thing for our political stuff. Huh. Okay. What's yeah. in your mind? Yeah. What did you want to talk about today? So there was um, two things. The first one is last week I told you about a little conspiracy called The Man in Black. So I'm going to read a little bit about that. And then you said that you were interested in the China thing. Well, yeah, um, you had the article you sent me so, on, on, you know, why don't we just, like, surrender right now. Oh, Marco's listening in the Netherlands. He's already sent me the, the website uh, from Wikipedia. He's already looked it up. So, so Marco's, Marco's our, our technical assistant, uh, you know, person from um, Netherlands who's immediately got it. I'll, uh, are you already, do you have the post already? Because I can, I can send it to you as well. I'll put it on your messenger. Or did you just hear about it? Did you look up the, the Make My Make Mine Freedom? Did you look that up already? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I just Googled right, so, it. Okay. All right, great. So I've got it so I've got it now. I'll, Marco, thanks very much. I'll check it out uh after the show. But uh, anyway, so so you want to talk about China or there was another article too. Those are like the two main ones. Yeah, um I'll start with the man in black because it's got a little bit more and I don't want to run out of no time. Oh, but yeah, we, for we the China one, there was another article. Mm-hmm. And I can't find it anymore. Anywhere is frustrating me. 
But it was was saying that, you know, somebody had found that the Biden administration had supposedly already drafted up a uh, surrender to China. (laughs) First of all, you can't say Biden administration because we do not acknowledge the coup. You can say Brandon insurrection. That works. Or, or illegal Brandon, but yeah. Biden insurrection, but Biden administration, no, there is no Biden administration. So we just want to clarify for those that think we've lost our minds here. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, anyway, so, so <laughs> surrendering to China, that would be novel. I, uh, drafted by uh, Xi Jinping yeah, in his spare time or what? Yeah, well, the problem is I can't, because I had uh, saved the article, because at that time I didn't have time to read it. And so I uh-huh. went back, and I was trying to find it, and I was Googling it. I was, like, that, that going, and I was going page after page. I couldn't find it anywhere, so now I don't know anything about it. Okay, but, Marco, anyway. we need your help again, Marco, in the Netherlands. Um, here's something that uh, you got to watch for that. Every once in a while, I run across an article that is so good, I actually save it, or I'll copy the text. Uh, there was one that I, that I saved, fortunately, because it's not available anymore. It's from Knightsbridge. It's on the Trump electors, and it actually outlines the battleground states. It outlines everything. I couldn't really save the whole article as it was to my desktop, so I just copied the text and put it on a, a text edit page. And so I still have the article. I'm probably one of the only sources around that still has. But it was so brilliant and so nicely done describing the Trump electors and uh, where they are and who they are and what happened that it's uh, – um, oh, Marco says he missed it um, – that uh, it's just sometimes you just have to – get an article that's really good, you bookmark it, obviously. It's the first thing. But sometimes just copy the text onto a separate file. And keep it so at least you have the the, the words. Um, so what? Uh, so we got make mine. Yeah. So <laughs> well, Marco sent us the video. Let me copy that. Uh, apparently it's a video. I'll send that to you after the show. Also. Um, so you want to look up um, the. All right. So so for uh, Marco, uh, Biden's surrender to China. Apparently there's a draft. Well, why don't you tell him, Brianna? You know you know it better. You know what you're looking for better. Yeah. Well, I never got to read it because. Um, it disappeared, but yeah, it was just saying that somebody had figured out or, or found out that Biden had drafted up a surrender letter to China, and I was kind of like, um, you know, the worst part is that it's not unbelievable. Um, it is believable, yeah, you're right. but I don't know if it is yeah, you're true right. or not. No, well, no, that is actually very... Uh, you know, very insightful, very profound, that it w- the, the scariest thing is that it is believable, that he would do that, not consciously, yeah. but, but someone within his insurrection, uh, probably Mark Milley, who talks to his counterpart in China, you know, to betray Trump, miserable traitor that he is, too. Um, okay, yeah, he's, uh, Marco's looking. <laughs> Isn't it nice? We've got, we got international, you know, cooperation here. <laughs> it's fascinating. Our agent in the Netherlands. <laughs> looking at te- technical resource. He's an IT guy, so he can find this stuff really quickly. Well, well tell me what you think about that. Why, why would such a thing exist? Who, what would be, where would it be? How would we find it? What, um, what do you think about it? Well, you know, one of the things is like the World Economic Forum was mm-hmm. um, they don't want the United States being a world superpower anymore. And obviously, hmm. we have many enemies that hate us and don't want us either. And yeah. so I think it's really just part of this idea of, you know, having other countries have power over us, having a weak nation. It could be, you know, one of their new steps to globalization. I mean, there, there's a lot of evil in different directions that different people will try to take us down. Um, and, you know, that's kind of like 
something that I pieced together kind of with this um, idea is, I guess what makes me fear it more is the fact that, you know, China supposedly has said that they're wanting to invade Taiwan by 2026. And they're, like, ramping up their military and doing all of this. And they've had uh, hypersonic missiles for years. This is in the, the one article. and mm-hmm. But that article is from, like, 2021. So that, that one's a little bit old. But, you know, with all of this stuff that they're doing, and then they are in, like, a – partnership or alliance of some sort with Russia, and, you know, they have all these different BRICS countries, and I was sharing these kind of thoughts with you um, the other day, um, and all these different countries are joining BRICS, and there's some countries that are kind of, you know, pressed under the thumb of China in some ways, so, you know, maybe they're going to be trying to exert more of that control over more nations, or deeper into the nations they have, you know, so they'll have um They'll have quite the stronghold. Plus, you know, they're all coming for America, so <laughs> that wouldn't. Well, be no, no. Let's look at that. Uh, yeah, do you remember what the BRIC countries were? It's like Brazil. Uh, I've forgotten some of the others. What, what are the BRIC? Brazil, um, India. What's I have it written down. Let me find it real fast. Yeah. Um, I don't have all of them, but I do have some of them. Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa were the main ones, and then. Okay, so that's different Turkey, than the one Mexico, I've heard. Indonesia. Okay. Argentina, Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, Egypt, and then there's more that I didn't have. That's all in the BRICS? Yes. That's a lot of countries. See, they're not all going to get along with yes. this country. You can't, have a, you can't have an alliance that big. But there was one between, uh, I think, Japan, South Korea, Australia, and India. Remember that one? Yeah, they may have it's, it's like yeah, a South Pacific alliance. Members. I don't know about Korea or Japan, though. I don't, I don't know if they were in it or not. Well, there's a, I forgot the name of it, but there's an organization, uh, Claire Lopez used to talk about when she was on the show. She's a former uh, CIA intelligence officer and, she, uh, and field officer, too, expert in Middle East and, and Central America. And she talked about these, these countries, that Japan, South Korea, um, Taiwan, and uh, in India and Australia – the countries around the South China Sea, you know, extended, uh, have sort of banded together as well. Well, the alliances are changing. Uh, you know, if you're if you're a country in the world that used to depend on on the United States nuclear umbrella and military and things like that, first of all, we shouldn't have extended that. But secondly, uh, they can't count on Brandon. Brandon doesn't even know what he's doing. You know, how can they count on the United States to do anything? Every we have an idiocracy. We have a, a government of idiots. I mean, the only diversity, there's no diversity in the fact that, yeah, they're different skin colors and, uh, you know, as far as they're concerned, multiple genders. But for the most part, they're idiots. They're total morons. They're appointed because they're morons. They will do what they're told, not understand, you know, that what they're being told is, is, is lunacy. And they'll do it anyway because they think they're, they're powerful people. Look at, uh, who was that? Uh, Blinken, you know, Secretary of State. Total, complete moron. Austin, Secretary of Defense. Idiot. <laughs> yes. Spiller idiots. You know, we got a Supreme Court judge that doesn't even know she's a woman. <laughs> I mean, it just it is so bad, and their policies suck. You know, apparently, I just was reading this morning that there's a the the, the new Ukrainian spring offensive has already been completely slaughtered by the Russians. You know, and uh, and that that idiot from CNN who had Trump on says, well, you know, don't you want Ukraine to win? Well, that's an impossibility. It was always an impossibility. Anybody that knows anything about Russia and Ukraine. You know, in fact, I was just, did you hear the JFK tape 
um, not JFK, excuse me, RFK, Robert Kennedy with uh, Elon Musk. Did you get a chance to, have you heard that at all? Or, or cause that um, would be fascinating. Listening, I saw listening something for you. about that, but I haven't yep. listened to it. Okay. It's all over my Facebook page, you know, but it's there. Uh, and I can, it just, you can go to Twitter, just go Elon Musk, uh, or I, I can send it. To, I think I did send it to you actually. Anyway, take a look. It is fascinating. And he talks about Ukraine. He says, everybody knows that the Ukraine war never would have happened, you know, with, with Trump or with, with him or with a few other folks, because the, um, the agreement that Bush struck with Russia was that they wouldn't extend NATO into the Warsaw Pact countries. Do you remember the Warsaw Pact as opposed to NATO? Do you remember the, how that lined up the Cold War, the Iron Curtain? Um, I do remember learning about this, but my brain doesn't seem to remember much about it at all. That's okay. Let me refresh your memory. Um, the Cold War was between Russia and the United States, and China was kind of like waiting to see who won, um, kind of like a predator kind of hanging yeah, back. Yeah, you I know, know letting the Cold do... War, yeah. Okay. So the war divided along what uh, Winston Churchill called the Iron Curtain, which was between the East and the West. And so the East was Russia and all the Eastern European countries that Russia took on their way to Germany. In fact, they took half of Germany. Uh, Western Europe was all the uh, countries that, the, that France, England, and the United States took, you know, from Germany uh, on the way, and, the, and Russia and uh, the United States, the Allies, and, and the Russians kind of met in Berlin. Russia claimed most of Berlin. In fact, they wanted to claim all of Europe, but uh, then they, they partitioned the country. They partitioned Berlin, Berlin. I was in West Berlin while the Berlin Wall was up. It was really quite fascinating. Uh, anyway, so but the the thing was that uh, the the NATO was set up uh, in case Russia wanted to invade Western Europe, and then Russia set up the Warsaw Pact, Warsaw being the capital of Poland, which were all the countries in Eastern Europe in case NATO invaded uh, back. So they stalemated, just like World War One, and there's like a big World War One trench uh, along this Iron Curtain dividing Eastern Europe from Western Europe, communists from freedom, and. What happened was that Bush said to whoever it was way back, maybe it was Putin, I'm not sure, it depends on how long he's been there, we're not going to go past uh, Western Europe where we're done. We don't need to expand NATO. And Putin's like, okay, <laughs> you know, you have your, your sphere of influence, we have our sphere of influence. Well, then Zbigniew the Brzezinski comes along. This is what RFK was saying in the, in the report last night, uh, that uh, Brzezinski, who, who's like, uh, what's your name, Brzezinski's dad, uh, the CNN reporter, and said, uh, no, we're going to take all those countries. We're going to expand NATO all the way to Russia. Neocon, in other words, neoconservatives, the, the, the warmongers, the John Boltons and all those folks, the people that want a war always so they can make money and, you know, just destroy the world and then bring with this Cold War mentality. They're the ones that caused the war between Russia and Ukraine. The neocons caused it by pushing NATO all the way up to Russia's border, including Ukraine. That's where it started. And that's, that's why we have this problem now. Anyway, does that refresh your memory? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. All yeah. Right. Hmm. Um, so back to World Economic Forum, or you were saying um, they, they, you know, basically they want to destroy the United States because we're it, except we were it. I don't think – well, here's a question for you. Do you, you know, I've always felt that the United States, one of the biggest problems was you know, trying to run the world, trying to be the world's placement, trying to you know, export our, our culture and philosophy and everything to the world – uh, and force it if, this, if it doesn't happen. And I was saying, why don't we just lead by example and, and help other countries with their freedom, you know, rather than trying to force it on them with wars and things like that. That to me made much more sense. And yet, but they've done just the opposite. You know, you're either with us or against us. If you're against us, then we'll fund a, an opposition to overthrow your government. So you're with us. 
That never made sense to me. Yeah. I think more than anything, it's those few corrupt power holders with a lot of money and a lot of influence within different, you know, globalization organizations and Mm -hmm. um, within our own uh, politicians. Because, you know, with different, like, bribery schemes and just schemes in general as well, you know, that'll give them more power. I think that kind of greed, you know, if we don't have that, if if people don't have that solid foundation, you know, they'll go very, very easily. I think that's what's happened. Um, That makes sense. Yeah, I was just thinking that, uh, that yeah. the idea that we've lost our, our some of our power and influence in the world would have happened anyway. And the reason it would have happened was we couldn't afford it. The only reason we could, you know, control so much of the world after World War II, and this is the anniversary of D-Day for those that are wondering why we haven't talked about it. But the reason we could do that is because we had all the factories, we had all the money, we had the transportation, we had the infrastructure, we had a country that, countries that weren't bombed out. And the rest of the world was playing catch up. Well, the rest of the world was going to catch up anyway. And we were never going to be in that preeminent position. Uh, we would be just another country. If you look back at World War I with the alliances or even pre-World War I, the United States was just another country. It, it didn't have this position of, you know, we had our Monroe Doctrine. We had our sphere of influence. We would control, you know, basically North America, Central, you know, North America. And that's, that's it. <laughs> it's not big enough for the rest of the world. And it's like we're coming back to that because it was unnatural uh, the position we had after World War II, and it was it was crazy to think that that would continue, and yet that seems to be what these people are operating on, is the World War II model. That's what I think. Yeah, World War II was really a changing point for the world, mm-hmm. and it's in a way deeper than most people you know know or see or heard about. It was all done in secret. How do you see it now? How do you see the and, world? You know, I could say it was done slowly, but mm-hmm. I, I could say it was done slowly, but you know, sixty years, you know, is not actually that slow in the time of history of you know, how this kind of transpired. But I am gonna go into this conspiracy for fun. Oh please do. Tell me. All right. Yes. So it was all of this information comes from a man named Joseph Spencer. And I found um, these interviews um, mm-hmm. from an account on Instagram called the Woke World Order. And, you know, it hasn't, the account itself hasn't been there for very long at all. I remember whenever I followed it, it probably had like a couple, like 300 followers, I think. Mm-hmm. And so it was like a lot smaller. And now I went back and I was just interested. I was like, you know, I wonder, you know, how many people this has gotten out to, you know, how many people have been able to, like, share this and stuff. 44 point something thousand. And Mm. it's only been, like, a couple of months or something. Um, I mean, it's amazing because that kind of information that that account puts out definitely needs to get in the hands of more people. So that made me super excited um, that that many people decided to learn more. But so this is coming from a man named Joseph Spencer, and he claimed to be the man in black. And he wrote this letter, and he told his friend that when he dies to um, read this letter and get it out. Why wait till then? When we want the benefit while he's alive? That that doesn't make sense. But anyway, tell me what he said. I don't know. Maybe he didn't want to get killed or tortured or something. I don't know. But... his friend that he gave it to is named Tom Keating, and Tom Keating is the one that relays all of this information. 
Okay. So I'm just going to go ahead and read what basically he had said. Mm-hmm. So he said in May of 1970 to October of 1997, he served as a United States government. He served the United States government as a top secret operative. At the 1994 World Population Summit in Cairo, Egypt, 160 nations participate and agreed that the human population needs to be controlled and stopped as the world was running out of resources. And no, agreement I heard that before. was made to mandate <laughs> the reduction yes, of humans. That's that's a that's a recurring theme. Um, so, so 1994, human population yes. reduction. Okay. Huh. Okay. And I remember yeah. learning quite a bit about um, Cairo, Egypt. It's weird because there's, there's so many meetings to keep up with. But I don't remember all of it on Cairo, Egypt, but I do remember that there was, like, some highly significant things that were done in that one. Highly significant, mm-hmm. meaning, like, highly evil, horrible, yeah. end of the world kind of things. Well, the Muslim Brotherhood Egypt. was there that but, uh, Obama supported and brought into the White House. So that was – and the, the, the people rejected and I think had them all taken out and shot or something or at least got them out of office. But the, the Muslim Brotherhood was big in Egypt. And that, like I said, it was an Obama uh, operation. So that was pretty evil. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Cairo's interesting. I'd like to go there. It'd be an interesting place. Yeah. I want to see the pyramids you know, when it's safe enough to do so. Not sure these days. Yeah, but, I um, – I had a friend who was um, from Egypt. She was a transfer student. Mm-hmm. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. The worst yeah. difference about this part right here is the agreement made to mandate reduction of humans. You know, usually say you hear them say, you know, population control, even mean uh, population and stuff. But this one, what he wrote was to mandate the reduction of humans, which is put differently than everybody else had put it and everywhere I read. But yeah, huh. it is so much more accurate. <laughs> so so what was the difference? How, did, how is it usually stated? It's just a population reduction, but not a reduction of humans? Are you keying on the word human? Well, they really just say like population control. As opposed to people. The population. And this one, it says... Agreement made to mandate the reduction of humans. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean population control. That could mean taking humans and reducing them, reducing them to machines, reducing them to brain-chipped automatons. I mean, there's a lot of things that reducing human means. You know, and like I say, I, was, that's, I think you've caught something here that's very interesting. So do you think it is a reduction in population or reducing humans themselves to some lower form? Oh, no, it's the population, because right after it says they're hoping to go from 6 billion people to 800 million by the year 2030 and wipe out 95% of the population. And why did they want to do this? Because they're demented psychopaths. I don't know. They like to create Okay, given that, so what's the, what, what's the benefit? I think one of the biggest them. things power less people they're able to control but they have less power control a... if if you have five billion fewer people you've got far less power you have much more power if you have five billion people working for you if you're an elitist as opposed to uh, one billion why would you what what's the benefit well, I mean, to the psychopath think like a psychopath I mean, <laughs> look at like Sorry. french and like in george orwell whenever he was writing it and stuff in french history you know mm-hmm. they kill quite a lot of people right mm-hmm. well 
you know, the thing is, a lot of those people didn't even actually commit crimes. It was just a set an example. Didn't have to. And I'm not saying that this is just a set an example, but I think um, what it – oh, wait, I just lost my train of thought. Or I think what it may what, more moment? be is the fact that – yeah, is the fact that, you know – they can get rid of a population, and I think that's still control because if they can say, oh, well, you know, we're the ones that killed all these people. We had control over killing them, and we have control over those alive. So, I mean, hmm. I, I may be able to see it in that aspect, but, you know, I think it all comes down to, you know, if you don't have God to kind of root yourself and humble yourself, then you completely insane because we know that the earth will not run out of resources because God has put it on here for us. So, you know, maybe in the end times, I don't know how all that's going to work out, but, um, you know, as long as we're here, you know, I mean, it's interesting because whenever I was learning in, like, I was taking this class, I was talking about, like, ancient civilizations. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm talking, like, pre, even, like, before Jesus civilizations. Mm -hmm. Um BC, way back And then. a lot of them, they were having um, problems with what they called population control and overpopulation. And they had barely made up a small area on one continent of the earth. And they were already thinking, oh, okay, we're having a population problem. We're going to have to kill some people. But, you know, I mean, this isn't like a new thing, but it's just a ridiculous thing. Well, let's let's pursue it further because I remember uh, being uh, with the attempted brainwashing, you know, of my own incredibly liberal socialist parents back in the seventies, particularly my mother, who kept giving me these books: "The Limits to Growth," uh, "The Population Bomb," all this socialist wacko environmental crap that said that uh, there's too many people in the world, we're all going to die, you know. And I thought, oh, this is pretty scary. I'm like 12 years old, right? Uh, eventually, I got older and I thought, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, they started asking questions. I thought this is a bunch of nonsense. Because the, the, the population increases and, and we're still here. And then I think as I get older, you know, and all these things that they predicted, uh, Leonard Nimoy, his famous YouTube about how we're all going to die in, a, in the next ice age. It's hysterically funny now. But uh, he was very serious. He shows this Alaskan tundra, you know, whiteout blizzard. This is your future, you know, Tampa, Florida, <laughs> you know, whatever he said. You know, but it was funny. And, uh, and, but people were serious. And then the, the wackos realized that nobody was scared of the winter, but they might be scared of the summer. So they switched from global cooling to global warming. But it's all the same thing. Po- population reduction. Jacques Cousteau, you know, who I used to, to watch all the time is his National Geographic specials. Eclipse, me and Philippe, you went under the water to see the Dutchians and heavy wind time exploding the ocean depths. He was the one that came out and said, well, we got to kill half the population of the earth. It's a terrible thing to say. And then he said, but it's a terrible thing not to say. Oh, give me a break. You can't have it both ways. <laughs> it's a terrible thing to say. <laughs> so I'm wondering where this comes from. Why they think that, um, that is, it the, is it the population more manageable at that point? Do they think they'll have you know, more beachfront property? I mean, what's going on here? What's, I mean, I agree with you that they don't have God. And when you have God, you have a reverence for life, and you realize that it's more than just you. But if you think it's only just you because you don't have, then everything's the enemy. Everything is out there is scary. Everything is dangerous. You know, freedom is a scary, dangerous thing. So my question is, why do you think they're doing this? And which countries did they pick out to basically eliminate first? I'm just curious. Whose population yeah, that goes first? This is this short little like comedy thing from somebody. I don't know who it was, but it was funny because it was saying, 
um, are we part of the population that they're trying to de? Because they're talking about depopulation. Hmm, good um, question. So that's funny. But yeah, who? Who? Yeah, I. <laughs> who's going to be depopulated? But yeah, um, I think part of it might be, you know, they actually think this and they actually agree with this. Mm-hmm. And then you know, some of it, you know, it's kind of like. Even with all of the facts, you know, sometimes, you know, God can harden hearts or sometimes they can deny the truth so much, you know, with this kind of like subversion where even if laid on front of you, they'll deny it. And so they just go along with this. And then there's that, that other thing. All those people who know the truth, who even like understand it and believe in that, like, you know, population control isn't really needed. Um and they still try and push well, as long as we have people freedom. that kind of brought this up. And that's See, what, you know, is I think the biggest question is huh. why, like, what is the purpose in depopulating this? If it's not to, I mean, for what they say and their reasons and stuff, because that's obviously false. So what are they wanting to get out of this is, I think, the bigger question. But cool. Let me know something about you I just thought of as you're talking here. The, uh, you know what happens whenever communists take over a country? Usually millions, sometimes hundreds of millions of people are killed, uh, depending on the size of the country, depending yeah. on what's going on. Uh, the collective farms in Russia, um, the starving in Ukraine and in Georgia, you know, under Stalin and under Lenin. Uh, Mao killed millions of people in China, maybe 100 million. We don't know how many people he killed. Communism kills. So communism by nature, uh, because it cannot distribute resources, because it doesn't have freedom, uh, always screws up and always kills millions of people anyway. So I'm thinking, this is a really bizarre theory, but I'm I'm curious, that maybe they think in order to get communism, they're going to kill the people first. So they don't have to worry about them dying off later. And then they can maintain communism over the folks that are left because they know they can't have the same resources that we can have under freedom. Because under freedom, who has the most food production? United States. Who has the cleanest environment? The United States. What's the difference between us and most of the other countries? Well, what used to be freedom. Because in freedom, you have liability in court. You can take companies to court for polluting. can't do that in a communist country because the only company is the government. You can't sue them. They don't let you. Yeah, it was actually, Beecher Academy talked about this in like some of our readings or videos or something. I don't even know where, but... I remember they were talking about this kind of idea of American exceptionalism. You know, why have we only had one government in over 300 years while all these other ones, even in like um, 20, 40 years, have had like three or four governments, you know? And it was talking about like a three-step kind of idea. Like the first one is our governing like principles and our government system that we had created, which was based on God, you know, and we believe we have to follow the Constitution. Um, and then what was the second part? It was, um, some part like about implementing those policies and then the, basically, um, our benefits of it. And because we have that kind of like system, that's how we were able to become so exceptional. But now we're failing. Well, but I had, I ended, uh, I'm just thinking as a person that didn't grow up exclusively in this country, um, we've got, we got a big battle going on in live chat right now between uh, Marco and uh, Warren from New Orleans Wake Up, which is interesting. Uh, anyway, Marco says, you know, USA, most food production, maybe not. Um, as an individual country, I think we produce more food. 
uh, than anybody else. California produces more food than most countries, and that's just one state. Florida produces a lot of food. You know, we've got food all through the Midwest. We've got food all, I mean, even Canada up to the, the bear basket, the central part of the country. There's a lot of food production going on here. But the biggest reason for food production is, is freedom because you get money for it. <laughs> you know, there's, there's a reason for doing it. You get a reward. You can feed your family on your own food, plus, you know, all the, all the everything that goes beyond that. But American exceptionalism, exceptionalism. Um, I want to talk about, it's like, you know, when I, saw, I, I mentioned this through Brianna off the air, that the Pledge of Allegiance is something that I have never been particularly a fan of, because I don't like allegiance, excuse me. Uh, yeah, Pledge of Allegiance, because it seems to me like the Pledge of Obedience. I don't like pledging allegiance. Uh, it strikes me as, as uh, you know, although it's the right, the right way to pledge, in other words, you know, for God and country and everything else, uh, it's still uh, a uniform, unifying pledge where we all have to, you know, it's, it's like just follow orders. Pledge. If you don't pledge, there's something wrong with you. It's like a conformist kind of thing. And American exceptionalism. Are we an exceptional country? Yes. But to teach that, and Obama only said one thing that I agree with, and, and all the time that uh, he was president, that other countries think they're exceptional too. I absolutely agree. I think most countries think they're, they're exceptional or special. Otherwise, why, you wouldn't have any kind of nationalism. Not, not, you know, and that's a good thing. Nationalism is a good thing. You know, loving your country is a good thing. Um, serving your country, working for your country, that's a good thing. You know, when, you're, when your nation attacks other nations, that's not a good thing. And that, I don't count that as nationalism. But the idea that we're exceptional um, and other countries, you know, to the detriment of other countries, that we're, we're the way to go. You know, that, that our philosophy is just better than everybody else's, and we're going to prove it to you by making you adopt our cultural standards and things like that. That's where I think we run into problems and problems around the world. You know, uh, trying to make Afghanistan into, you know, Kansas ain't going to happen. You know, goat herders and their federal wives are not going to become, you know, Fred Nethel Mertz from Kansas. Ain't going to happen. So why do it? You know, supposedly Afghanistan, the whole point, um, I don't even know where I heard this, and I don't know if it's completely true, so I just want to do that point out there. But, you know, I heard uh, this thing about the war in Afghanistan wasn't actually, they weren't going in to win, they weren't going in to lose, they were just going in to stay. Because what they wanted is there's um, a behind-the-scenes, I guess, scheme where they could make a lot of money from this war. Um but I'm going to go into this so that we don't have, run out of time for me to get through it. Um, but giving like um, famous questions to ask would definitely be more interesting. Ooh, give it. me a famous question. So, but um, with this, after they made this agreement to mandate the reduction of humans, put out their numbers, wanted to wipe out a lot of the population. Then they had uh, solutions that they had, like, tested and theorized and stuff, and they had put in place since that meeting. So the first one is toxic levels of chemically enhanced, flora, uh, chemically enhanced fluoride secretly added to the drinking water in every city and community on the planet. Now, this is what he said, and I don't know when this was released, um, but I know it hasn't been in the last couple of years. You said this last time, didn't so, you? Did we go over this list? That sounds familiar. We've talked about this. Uh, no, I think we may have talked about Florida, but we have not gone over. I mean, yes, a lot of that, a lot of this that's in here is probably gone over before because mm-hmm. this was sent out um, years ago. So a lot of so this why they want Florida in the water? Sense. 
Yeah. And there's a difference. I actually did a little bit of research on this. There's a difference between pharmaceutical grade fluoride that goes into your, uh, you know, stuff and toothpaste and things like that and industrial waste fluoride that they put in the water. Two totally different things, apparently. Well, so not all fluoride um, is necessarily bad. What they bad, said is the effects from uh-huh. it that they were, or the effects from it is, of course, it's harmful to adults and stuff and over time it can be also. But uh-huh. one of the other reasons was that it damages children's neurological development and causes yep. other serious ailments. Uh-huh. I, Whenever they introduce this, you know, I have been drinking the same water that's been continued my entire life. You've uh-huh. had it, like, uncontaminated with fluoride. I haven't. You've had fluoride water? At this point. Well, let me say how bad it was. Sure. When I was in Toronto, they fluoridated the water. And they fluoridated it so much, all, all of uh, my generation's kids turned, uh, our teeth turned brown. There was too much fluoride in the water. So neurological damage, emotional damage, things like that, probably. I wouldn't be surprised. My life's been pretty hectic. Uh, can we trace it back to yeah. fluoride? Yeah. You know, it's very true. possible. And that first point, that's something that's true. That's something that's proven. That's something that we have found. You know, mm-hmm. so he was right about that. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that he personally saw delivery he personally oversaw the delivery to places like Denver, Chicago, Tampa, and Minneapolis water departments. So the second one, uh, or the second way to decrease the population, was man-made viruses and diseases. And what he was talking about, he was saying that AIDS was a designer byproduct of the American Disease Institute, which was distributed to the public through vaccines in 1980. And it was used as a preliminary population control tactic. They said Uh that their results were successful and they decided to have more lab-produced viruses unleashed to the public. They made more lab-produced viruses that they unleashed to the public. Yeah, you should look up Judy Mikovits. She's been on the show several times. She talked about that. She was arrested by Dr. Fascist for exposing him on on AZT uh, and uh, how that was the wrong drug. Bactrim was the drug that uh, reduced or eliminated uh, the effects of of HIV, the immunodeficiency virus. Um, But they didn't push that. He pushed uh, AZT because it made him money in the same way that he blocked hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin um, during COVID and pushed remdesivir which killed people because it, uh, you know, caused kidney failure, which caused their lungs to inflate with fluid. Uh, actually, it caused uh, bacterial pneumonia. And then everybody went on ventilators to try and blow the fluid out rather than drain it. Uh, and so he killed uh, most of the people that died in the hospitals died because of uh, what I call the remdesivir ventilator death march. And so this is well known that he's that kind of guy. So that he's, he's a, as evil as anybody that's ever lived. You know, you can take your worst Nazi and Dr. Fattis, and they're pretty much the same. Same mentality, same sociopathy, same psychopathy. They don't care how many people they kill as long as the agenda goes forward and they make money. Nazis made a lot of money, by the way, you know, stealing and uh, doing all kinds of things that they did. Um, but uh, it's the same mentality. And is, is, uh, AIDS was a trial. I mean, most of you talk to Judy Michael, she'll tell you that the, the vaccines, you know, don't cure the disease. They actually distribute it. COVID, why, why do all the people that get the COVID shots get COVID? Well, because COVID, it, the vaccine is COVID. It distributes it. That's the whole point. It creates very, yes. the, very the variants were created by people that had the jab because the jab reduces their immunity, makes them specific to one thing. They have no tolerance to, to develop immunities to the, to the mutations. The mutations succeed because of the people that are, are, quote, vaccinated. But they're really not. 
they actually are given COVID. That's the, that's yeah, the great the irony and tragedy. They, Go ahead. The World Health Organization had some kind of like conference. Um, I guess it was like a vaccine conference of some sort. And mm-hmm. they had 181 people um, get COVID. Every single one of them were vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. But. No, it's not funny. It's 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 very <laughs> consistent with with what happens. And hopefully, your friends, you know, aren't, aren't getting myocarditis and some other things. This this thing is terrible. Uh, Peter McCullough was just on um, One American News talking about, you know, the the huge increase in in heart problems. Oh, we talk about uh, Jamie Foxx, the actor. You know, his his left side is paralyzed. He's blind in his left eye. And he was perfectly healthy yeah. before the COVID shot. I heard you know, about and, that. Yeah, I don't really know who he is, but I've heard. Oh, he's a great actor. A really good actor. He was. Stelion has like permanent body stiffness. She can't tour. COVID jab. Here's one for you. Let's get conspiratorial for a second here. Did you hear about the the flight, the the Cessna that crashed, that was flying, you know, over Washington in restricted airspace? Just happened like a couple days ago. Um, I heard of a plane crash in Virginia. Yeah, yeah. Cessna Citations, it's a, it's a business jet. Uh, the family on board were all Trump supporters and big donors. The father was. I find that interesting. Here's what else. Apparently they say the pilot was slumped over, over the controls, you know, when the F-16s flew by. Um, I think it might have been a COVID shot. Because COVID shots particularly affect pilots because they all fly in reduced oxygen environments. Airplanes are pressurized. Yeah. They're probably fairly low. But you know about how if you fly on an airliner, you're not flying at, at sea level air. You're flying at 8,000 foot air, which is about 15% oxygen compared to sea level, which is 22%. So you already have reduced oxygen. And you have a COVID shot, especially if you wear a mask, that reduces your oxygen even more. But if you have a COVID shot, you got blood clots in your system and you're in a reduced oxygen, oxygen environment. This is why they're having to turn flights back when one of the flight crew becomes incapacitated. God help us if two of them become incapacitated at the same time. Yeah. But I'm hmm. going to rear back to this. Cause yeah, go back to that. Of, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> we, do, we do digress. No, so it's all right. Yeah, we um, How many points are there? Just so I, I get an idea of how many we need to, uh, how many we think we can cover. Two, three. I think there's only like three or four here. Um, okay. But there's yeah, an extra thing. Uh, uh-huh. But so with this also, um, among these um, laboratory viruses that they were wanting to unleash to the public, one of them was a mutated version of the common flu. And they were trying to replicate the 1918 influenza pandemic, killing 40 million people. Mm-hmm. And the, they said that the first strain would be introduced in late 2017 or early 2018. Mm-hmm. What's the source on that? Because I guess some, well, somebody you, you want to look up. Uh, Joseph Spencer. Okay, so here's what you want to look up. Um, in fact, we, we did shows on this. Um, John Cullen. John Cullen was part of our 18, you know, world's greatest doctors panel shows. We did them last year between the spring and fall in 2022. John Cullen, you look him up on Twitter. I am John Cullen. 
and go back over his stuff. He's the one that said that, and he found evidence that someone else said the same thing, that they actually went up to frozen bodies in Alaska in the tundra from 1918 to extract DNA of the most dangerous virus ever, the Spanish flu, the H1N1 virus. And they wanted to bring that back and, and circulate that. And what, what John Cullen says, and it makes a lot of sense, is that most of the people, a lot of people that died, they think of COVID, really died of the Spanish flu or some kind of influenza, which is very similar to COVID because they're, they're both coronaviruses. And so he has a chart that far more people were dying of flu than ever died from COVID. So those COVID stats, you can throw them all out. Those COVID stats are useless. Now, John Cullen has a lot of credibility because he got his start at Oracle in California, and he was the one that created the COVID map that Johns Hopkins uh, Hospital University used all throughout the COVID epidemic. Do you remember that? that you ever see that, the, the COVID map? He did it. Um, he, knows what he's, he knows what he's talking about. I'd love to get him back on the show. Well, he's a busy guy. So look up John Cullen, yeah. C-U-L-L-E-N, and he goes under I am John Cullen. And I think it's like a, a, a lowercase dash line or whatever that's called. But yeah, I am John Cullen. Check him out. I'll see if I can get him back on, but he talks all, right. all about that. Yeah, but he's got charts and he's got all kinds of stuff. Anyway, back to you. It says that this has been the third point, is that neurotoxins will be released into the air, including uh, barium chloride cancer microbes and viruses. And they'll be um, released in the air by chemtrails. And they'll be released in the sky daily over every inhabited region by military aircraft. And we see chemtrails. I mean, we see a ton of them in the sky. Like you can look up and probably count at least six or seven of them. I mean, geez. Um, that, Those aren't chemtrails. Those are contrails. Yeah, so this is – so I have a line. I have a line that I draw between conspiracy theory and conspiracy reality. The reality – let me give you an example. Like a reality conspiracy is that the 2020 election was stolen. We know it was stolen. The evidence is overwhelming. That's real. Chemtrails – come to me as, as, a, as a theory, as a conspiracy theory that I don't believe. And part of the reason I don't believe it is I was, for years I was a flight instructor. I've studied airplanes. I know what happens in the upper atmosphere. Everything gets dispersed. There's no way you can release stuff in the upper atmosphere and guarantee that it'll go anywhere except all over the earth. I mean, those upper air, especially if a jet stream, a 200 mile an hour cone of air, you think, you think a, a, a chemical release into the air is going to uh, stick around? No, it's going to get transported everywhere. You look at a volcano. When the volcanic ash rises, well, that's goes all over the world. Want. Well, yeah, but the concentration gets diluted so much. That's why they do it so much, right? Every day. See, I don't believe it though. I don't think because it's, it's well. The only thing I know that's dropped out of airplanes is silver, uh, silver iodide or silver nit. Yeah, thing silver iodide or silver nitrate to seed clouds for rain. I think it's silver nitrate. Yeah, yeah, I heard of. Crowd seeding too, yeah. Yeah, but that's the only time I've ever seen things drop from an airplane. Now, the question is, uh, if this were true, that there were chemtrails, that, air, that military aircraft were dispersing them, people say civilian airliners are doing it too. And I'm like, okay, show me the, the nozzle on the wing. Show me the dispersal point. Show me the chemical tank in a wing or the body of the airplane that is set aside for, for chemicals for dispersal. No one's ever been able to do it. Well, actually, I did see a video a couple of weeks ago, and it was a female reporter, and she had brown hair. i got to find that video. But she was showing us the canisters at the end 
um, that they used to disperse it because they were about to go off or they just landed or something. But um, I'm going to find that video and send it to you. But there was a lady reporter that was talking about it. Hmm. I have to spend some time doing this, but I'll do this a different time. So let's get to a couple more things on the list. So we got fluoride, and we got uh, um, dropping, yes. you know, various uh, well, cancer-causing things. What, what's, what are some of the others, real quick? And we got, Jesse's going to join us pretty soon, I'm sure. So it says that they will the um, neurotoxins will induce harmful effects, and um, over time they will they can be lethal. It says it causes respiratory ailments, cancer damage to immune systems, and sterilization in men. Since the chemtrail plan was implemented, sperm count has dropped nearly 50%. And this was, um, I don't know when this was released, but this was years and years and years ago. Uh Um, If I was to make a guess, maybe early 2000s if I was to take a guess. And then in 1986, he, this uh, sensor guy was taken to an underground installation near Boulder, Colorado, and was introduced to Project Skybeam. And it, this was with General Andrew Garris. He said he was led down a corridor to a large hangar with a stealth bomber only 20 feet above him. And he was surprised because um, he thought it was real. And he was surprised because they were telling him that it's a hologram. Now, this is the part that I don't know if it's completely <laughs> true or not, but at okay. this point, with everything else that he said, I wouldn't put it past them, and it, it is quite believable, but I don't know if it's 100% true. Um, and he said, since the 50s, scientists have been developing holographic technology, and they've improved it to such a state that we can only imagine. He said the bomber looked so real that he thought he could touch it. And nobody would know that it was an illusion if it were fit, like thousands of feet into the sky. They wouldn't be able to realize that. And then you're hmm. talking about a Phoenix Lights craft was witnessed by 10,000 people and was the first grand-scale sky beam test on the public, and it succeeded. Now, I've never heard of the Phoenix Lights craft before. Have you? No. No, this sounds interesting. I love things I've never heard of. But a hologram, So, as far as the B-2 bomber, the stealth bomber, people have seen it. It's been in air shows. It's, it's, you know, made real noise. It's flown. It's flown missions. You know, I don't think those bombs are dropping from a hologram. Yeah. However, I think it's not needed because bombers were obsolete as soon as uh, anti-aircraft missiles were developed. Why would you send something over as a bomber, as a missile launcher from, you know, thousands of miles away? Sure, no problem. But why don't you just launch the missiles from, from ground or from a ship or a submarine especially? Why would you need a bomber? Bombers are, are, are terribly um, vulnerable. We've known that since World War II. Oh, so, uh, so this Marco Phoenix says, Lights thing. He says UFO flyover. Marco, like you a... got some de- yeah, Marco's got some details. Oh, he said, yeah. uh, he says, I did Phoenix Lights, the UFO flyover. Okay, Marco, so maybe you can explain that or give us a website. We'll check it out. We have to check it out after the show. Huh. A string of lights moving across the sky. Well, now, there's a lot of stuff with UFOs. In fact, uh, John Cullen just did something that I was just talking about earlier, uh, was talking about the, the whole uh, the Space Force was developed right after massive uh, sightings of UFOs. Well, isn't that interesting? <laughs> so we don't, we don't hear about it, but um, Trump said it in a video. In fact, that, that video is circulating around. John Cullen circulated the video. He said, wait a minute. 
you know, the, the, the Space Force is developed on one day, and the day before, there's a massive UFO sighting. That might not be a coincidence. Marco sent us on the website. Marco's got lots of homework for me after the show. <laughs> Look at all this stuff here. Thanks, Marco. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so with this, um, it says, mm-hmm. in October of 1938, Orson Wilson... I think that was the name that he said, released his World of Wars radio broadcast to the American public. He Uh said it was so realistic that vast numbers of citizens went into a panic and scrambled Uh to evacuate their cities and droves. And Uh he was saying that the public was very simply tricked. Well, no, it's interesting that – have you ever heard heard the recording? No, I haven't. Oh, you should listen to it. It's great. But when I heard this, I wanted to. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's Orson Welles. You know, the same person that did Citizen Kane, all right, famous actor, brilliant man. Uh, he did uh, Citizen Kane, you should see that also. Um, it's about uh, William Randolph Hearst, uh, the, the newspaper magnate, I guess is what they call him. Uh, Josie's here, I'll get to her in a second too. Um, but uh, the War of the Worlds was the Mercury Theater, and it was a radio play. And, but they announced several times, this is not real. This is a radio play. You know, this, is a, this is theater. You know, we're, we're making this stuff up, folks. You know, and, and it did the Mercury Theater all the time. But for some reason, maybe it was like the Halloween edition or something that they did it. But they came and they did it very seriously. It's like me when I do my parodies that, that I you know, pretend are perfectly serious. But I'm talking about absurd things like Pianchi's Picture Perfect Face Saving Shaving Cream, the first black shaving cream. That's a total joke. <laughs> but it's funny. Um, besides, it makes Warren upset. That's why I like playing it. He's on all over our live chat right now. But uh, they made it up. But they sent it very serious. The Martians are landing. Here's the craft. It looks like uh, this, this, and this. You know. And then uh, it all came from H.G. Uh, Wells' War of the Worlds. Right? It was basically a takeoff on War of the Worlds. The Martians are landing. Do you remember what killed the Martians in War of the Worlds? Now that we've digressed totally today. <laughs> no. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to spoil it. Oh, but uh, it's fascinating. Well, watch the movie. Right, well, well, actually, watch the original movie. Um, not the, not the. Although the the Tom Cruise one is okay, the original one I think is much better. And it was in the '60s. That was a little '60s special effects that are kind of crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, um, I'm gonna finish this up real fast. Then we got Josie. Um, so, so, and then think, yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So it says, to amplify those truly in power of all countries and portrayers of depopulation, they have formulated a final stages, or to amplify all of this stuff he's talking about, he was saying those truly in power of all countries and portrayers of depopulation have formulated the final stages of the plan. They said that in 2024, they will have a global holographic alien invasion causing a panic with real military craft and holographs will in They'll have a real military craft in holographs that will mm-hmm. inflict actual damage to sell a gimmick. The result of the, sowing all of this chaos is that it will let this one world government form without any resistance, and it will be known as the New World Order. People will be doomed to enslavement and accelerated, accelerated depopulation. And at the end, he was saying that the only hope for human civilization is to acquire and spread knowledge of activities and agendas, resist, retaliate, and conquer the opposing enemies. And then there was one thing, but I think I'm going to wait till next time to read that because I think we're at 10. No, this is, we are, yeah, but this is really good, though. But what it proves, though, is that uh, folks like us and people that are courageously writing and Mike Lindell and all the other folks that are uh, saying, no, this is a bunch of crap, this is a bunch of nonsense, this is a bunch of garbage, uh, we're right. We've been right all along. 
you know, the, the deep state is real. The world government is real. They're trying to take us over. And the, legally, you know, we still have our constitution. So as long as we stand up to them with our constitution, they can't win. But if enough people believe this nonsense, you know, or they give up. See, that's the biggest problem. My biggest fear is that people are going to give up. Oh, there's nothing I can do. You can't fight them. It's too late. We've lost. Like that surrender guy, that article that we never do. We'll do it next week. Anyway, why don't you give your sign off, and I'm going to get to Josie, and uh, you have a good week. All right. This is Brianna Cannon with Government Inquiry on Action Radio. Goodbye. She started off as a poor child in Nicaragua living under communism. And now she is a prosperous small businesswoman with a great family living the dream as an American citizen. Josie Coffey knows all about both worlds, communism and freedom. She knows where your dreams can come alive and where they can die very quickly. And so her report is as much from experience as knowledge, and her passion and crusade are very real. With connections all over Central and South America, Josie brings you the world south of the U.S. border from personal experience, living, not just reporting, what's happening. And now, the Latina Report with Josie Coffey. Sorry, I made you line live late a bit late. I was trying to find a way to to uh, to block uh, uh, Warren. I'm getting tired of him. <laughs> He's just punching about Good morning. On live chat. Buenos yeah. dias, amigos. Buenos dias. Como esta? Guten tag. Yeah, privet. Konnichiwa. Dobre utra, means good morning. Oh, yeah, in, in, in Ukrainian, yeah. Uh, ni hao. It's Chinese. What else we got? Yeah. G'day. That's Australian. G'day, <laughs> chico. Um, yeah. Did uh, yeah. Brianna left already? She's still here, but um, but oh, she's, she's getting so good with the like sign off stuff. She, you know, you know, I, I love to do the like the real reporter thing just for the fun of it. But uh, yeah, yeah, so she's still here. You can talk to her. She may she might have muted yeah, herself. We'll find out. Yeah, uh, you are absolutely correct about the chemtrails. I know Greg doesn't believe it, but it will come out. It will be exposed. They've been doing that for 40-something years, just like they've been uh, spiking the vaccines, same thing. They've been spiking all the vaccines. They've been using chemtrails. Our military, uh, I have some military guys, uh, but they don't want to come forward on the radio station, and they assure me yes, and they lie to the young military. They say it's to help the the pollution and all that, they lie to the young military, but they're doing harm to our brains. That's why a lot of people have dementia, schizophrenia, bipolar. Uh, about six months ago, they put so much chemtrail in my area in, uh, in uh, Pensacola that a lot of the children were in the uh, hospital with terrible pneumonia. So many of the hospitals were packed. It's from the chemtrail that they couldn't handle it. And, uh, have they actually traced? It's, uh, it's happening. Chemtrails huh? to a. Have they actually measured chemtrails in the air with a report that I could read? And have they actually traced it to anybody that suffered a direct illness from it? Well, there's videos I have sent you, but you don't. No, it's not videos. But okay. is, there, a, is there a measurement of of chemicals in the air from airplanes that were dropped? In, in a condensation shell, I call them contrails because those are basically those white things. Those are ice crystals. Mm-hmm. That's just air that's been, uh, mm-hmm. you know, sublimated directly from water vapor to ice. 
But has anybody, yeah. has there has the air been tested? Is there a testing station with a lab report that says we have an increase in barium chloride uh, and these cancers are most likely caused by this chemical dropped from an airplane? Has, do, do we have a, an established well, report on that? Well, the there problem with cancer of... is that there's so many different – oh, sorry. That's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're go fine. ahead, Brianna. Go ahead, Brianna. Uh, uh, there's, there's so many different, like, causes of cancer, you know, within different foods, within different medicines. So mm-hmm. even if you have cancer, you can't ever trace where that cancer came from, no matter who has cancer. Um now, barium chloride, Absolutely. I don't really know where all barium chloride goes, so that may be something we might be able to find. Um, and then, of course, um, what was that third thing? Immune system damage and sterilization in men. We would have to see if it's, like, part of that, like, I guess, barium, um, uh, what was it, barium chloride or mm-hmm. something to see if mm-hmm. that had caused it and things like that. Um, I guess that's the only way we could see direct causes because, like, things like the viruses and the microbes and stuff, you can't say, like, oh, this was from the sky. You know, you, you never can really tell somebody yeah. where they got a sickness Absolutely. from in general. But right. I think – but I know there ha- – but I think if we were to look like, okay, is barium chloride causing this, you know, sterilization or causing respiratory ailments? You know, if, you know, we had somebody go yeah. up in a plane and test error or something, I don't know. But well, why um, not? I do they, know that there do have been a lot of results out of yeah. of these, like, different illnesses. In general, there's a lot of reports out of this. Um, and a lot of people have been talking about this kind of like um, chemtrails, and, the, and they're also but, they're also using drones to drop uh, chemicals so people don't get very sick because you know one minute COVID is almost completely gone and then all of a sudden it's back with a full force again because Donald Trump is going to have a CPAC in uh, in somewhere in South Florida, you know, in the Orlando area. So this is uh, that uh, artist. They they say they have evidence where they've seen drones dropping uh, chemicals, and and they're doing all this in our food, our milk. I mean, I'm buying raw milk now, fresh eggs, uh, fresh uh, cows. I got them in my freezer. I don't trust this government. Potato chips and Gatorade. They're putting baby fetus on on it. So we're not buying no more potato chips and Gatorade in this house. Uh, the meat is contaminated with human meat from all the 70,000 children that vanish every year. It's, it's sad, but they've been doing so much. They've been making diamonds of children in, at the Vatican. Uh, it's just the list goes on and on and on and on, and they've been poisoned and doing all these bad things to us for years and years and years to kill us slowly, not all at one time. But slowly, and, and it's, 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 I don't trust this government. And the CDC, FDA, our State Department, and Pentagon are all in it, and NASA. They're all in it, all in it, being a criminal alone. He has his team of people dictating him on what to do. Uh, there's head honchos behind all this COVID vaccine and the virus and everything that they did and way back in the Spanish uh, flu too. Bill Gates' dad was involved. I heard. So it's just the list goes on and on and on. And, and this is sad because nobody does anything about it. Like you were saying about the fluoride. Look, how many children came to the seat where I assisted as a dental assistant 
that we're doing a fluoride treatment all the time, you know. And now I I understand that it's deadly all this fluoride, and now it's in our it's been in our water for years. So all this stuff that they're doing uh, is to tamper with your teeth, to rotten your teeth. When I came from Nicaragua, I never had a toothbrush and toothpaste, and my teeth were perfect. I only had two tiny little cavities, I guess, from the little candy that we ate. But your teeth should not rotten at all. Never, never. And uh, all this, what they're doing is because they need money. Same thing with the virus. as the, the vaccines they give to kids. Uh, uh, autism, bipolar, heart murmur, uh, death syndrome to arrest the parents so they can take the kids uh, away from, from the mom. So the mom doesn't know that it was all a plan. So we're finding out all these different things. Uh, it's it's horrible what they've been doing to the American people, and the American people don't have a clue what is going on for years and years, and it's sad. I want to send you some of those videos, uh, Brianna, so I'll, I'll message you uh, later, okay, when I get a chance. You guys chance. are on the chat. All right. I'll send you some of those yeah. 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 But uh, J- Jamie Foxx, uh, you guys were talking about it. Uh, mm-hmm. He has blood clots in his brain. Uh, they're kind of hiding it right now. They're saying that he's out of the hospital and all that, but he's going blind from all the blood clots that he has in his brain. Oh, that's too bad. And he's paralyzed also. Uh, and this is yeah, Justin Bieber too. Of course, Marco mentioned yeah, uh, Justin uh, Justin Bieber's his whole face paralysis too. Same thing as COVID shot. Yeah, absolutely. Like you mentioned a few minutes ago, Celine mm-hmm. Dion. She mm-hmm. said, oh, I had this type of a spasm for you. Of course, you might have had a little sickness or something, but the vaccine is coming in full force, destroying your body. Uh, a little while back, he was in a wheelchair from the vaccine. And so many movie stars, and they're not talking about it because they don't want you to know. Um, I wanted to talk about a chef that came to my store yesterday. Okay. And he was sharing about the vaccines. Uh, he says, one of his friends, she's a model, young, beautiful girl, and she halfway paralyzed after the second shot. And they're taking her to California and see if they can help, but she's paralyzed completely from waist down, he says. And his dad uh, went with COVID to the hospital, and he's lucky to be out, but they intubated his father, and they trashed his uh, kidneys. Uh, so now he's in dialysis for the rest of his life, only because he went in with COVID. Uh, so well, they gave him remdesivir, right? Him I mean, some, that's what that's what remdesivir does. Yeah. It causes kidney failure. They okay, gave him yeah. some, but not a lot. And uh, then they didn't take much. Him. Yeah. Yeah. I told him. I said, you know what? Your father's lucky to be alive, to be in dialysis right now. And my niece, uh, <clears throat> my niece' lungs are trash. She walks around with a tank. Uh, with a thing in her nose, and it's uh, very sad to see a young girl like that, only because she didn't take the hydroxychloroquine, acetromycin, vitamin D3, things, mm-hmm. and vitamin D, uh, because she hated Trump. And you know what? <laughs> she paid the price with time. Yeah, she's lucky to be out of the hospital, my niece. I mean, what, what does that hatred cause when, when people are, are hating Trump so much that they're willing to basically screw their life over? Over stupid stuff. Yes, it's stupid. She she could have been a boy to go to the hospital like my other nieces. 
mm-hmm. I had some of the meds, and I sent the I I overnight the meds to my other niece, and she's fine. She didn't she didn't go to the hospital, and she was already having a little bit of breathing problem. I said, "You hold on there. You're not going nowhere." So yeah. we rushed the meds to my niece, and she's fine. So and so many people that uh, I heard about it. Uh, there were only uh, six or five, six. The maximum was ten, ten days. A doctor in New York City did it. He he got the meds uh, from a pharmacy, you know. Uh, yeah. And some of the some of the group that I know uh, from the abortion clinic that we used to go pray. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the doctors told everybody, "Do not take the vaccine." Do not, and he warned the whole group. And let me tell you, thank God uh, that he did that because a lot of people uh, did not die from COVID. They just took the meds. So it is. We warned people is, too. Uh, Remember my PSA? Yeah. In fact, uh, I haven't played yeah. it for a while because it's got a couple of inaccuracies now. But uh, Brianna, I don't think Brianna's heard this, but this is what we used to play on a regular basis back in uh, 2020. This is Greg Penglis for Action Radio. You've all heard those ads for people who have suffered medical or health tragedies which say you may be entitled to compensation. But if you have suffered injuries or crippling diseases or medical procedures that went horribly wrong, it's not the compensation you need, it's the knowledge you should have had before the condition you suffer from now. So that you are never in that position in the future, I strongly recommend that you do not get any COVID vaccines. Get informed. Do your own research. For 99.97% of Americans, your natural immunity will give you, at worst, only moderate symptoms of COVID. If you've already had COVID, it's virtually impossible to get it again. There are effective cures for COVID, which will get you completely over the virus. There is no cure for the COVID-19 vaccines. Once you start down the road of DNA modification, there is no going back. And what I learned, what Judy Mikovic told me, is that it, uh, that's a pretty powerful ad, yeah. Uh, but what I learned is that there there are yeah. there, there are treatments for people that uh, since I, re- I did that back in, in 2020, um, that there's a lot of things that you can yeah. do, Co- cardio miracle and other things. You can dissolve the blood clots. You know, you can strengthen your immune system. You can do all kinds of stuff. That's why I don't play that anymore. And I'm not going to play something that's inaccurate, but I do keep it for historic perspective because at the time I was right on. Um, that uh, once you start once you start modifying your DNA, now I don't know if you can change your DNA back. That I don't know. That might still be accurate. I don't know. But as far as nothing you Probably can do not. about uh, treating, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So that's where you. And you know, Greg, mm-hmm. when I discovered at the beginning of this COVID, you know, I was on the radio back and forth with you. We were talking oh, yeah. about when mm-hmm. I when I realized this was all a hoax, all fake. It's because whenever there's a sickness, whenever there's shooting. Whenever there's a hurricane coming, our leaders come and they go on TV and they say, hey, you better get water. You better get batteries. You better go prepare yourself because a hurricane is coming. Mm-hmm. They prepare people. But instead, these criminals, they took the Lysol from our department stores because they didn't mm-hmm. want for you to spray Lysol because Lysol kills COVID. They didn't come out and tell us, hey, you can take uh, aspirin and uh, lemon and honey and all this stuff like a lot of Spanish people were doing in their country. And I knew something was wrong. And, uh, and the Action Radio was reporting from the way from the very beginning. We were talking mm-hmm. about it after oh, you yeah. were sick and you didn't know you had COVID. But these people are criminal. 
and these people need to stop the killing. And I can't believe they're still, uh, West Florida, they're still are demanding people to get vaccinated to start their new jobs. And I'm encouraging a lot of young girls to not go to work if you're going to be vaccinated because you're going to die. And some yeah. people say, but I need the job. I said, well, you're not going to be around. You don't need that badly. The purpose of having a job if you're going to die, yeah. you know. So this is criminal that we are continuing and continue vaccinating innocent people and threaten them that you cannot get hired if you're not vaccinated. And this is criminal, what they're doing to, uh, to all these people. Yeah. Um, Greg, I wanted to mention about uh, <clears throat> in New York City, uh, the criminal leaders, the mayor, it's coming out. Uh, I watched him yesterday. Uh, he's asking uh, uh, the community, the citizens of New York City, to open their doors, to open their homes to the illegals. They're so important. <laughs> and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Why don't you, I'm screaming at the TV aloud. I said, why don't you start with you? You take all the refugees to your house. You little criminal uh, communists take the criminals into your house. So they're they're kind of like uh, telling people you have to open the doors to illegals to help them. Uh, it's just it's just out of control. It's just out of control. Yep. This, well, think about this, this now. Uh, there's a there's a bill of rights that doesn't get used very often. It's the third one, and the third one says that sozers can't be quartered in your home. Let me just uh, let me just go over this here. Uh, just, uh, yeah. Here we go. Uh, yeah. But what's interesting is that uh, where's my uh, I got my bookmark here. Third Amendment, Amendment of the Constitution, no soldier shall in time of peace be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner, nor in time of war, but in mm-hmm. a manner to be prescribed by law. Well, I don't know about that part, but as far as quartering a soldier in your home, what's the difference between the state quartering a soldier in your home and the state quartering an illegal alien in your home? They're still taking over your home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a difference between a soldier and an Ill- illegal alien, but there's no difference between quartering somebody that the government wants in your home because they don't want to pay for them. Exactly. So that's a constitutional violation. Yeah. Uh, and for Brianna, if you get a chance, and Marco, same thing too. Uh, if you go to the live chat, uh, I just post the show from March 2nd, 2020. This is two weeks before 15 days to slow the spread. Josie's on this show too. And we talk about mm-hmm. chloroquine curing COVID, that there is no mm-hmm. pandemic. There is no need for a vaccine. It's a total joke. It's a hoax. We even talked about elderberries. <laughs> it's in there too. But no. Hey, yeah, Brianna, go ahead. Um, I'm going to have to go here, but I want to let you guys know I found a little bit on the barium chloride. Um, it says it was uh, used to manufacture materials like tiles, automobile clutch, brake linings, rubber, brick, paint, and glass. And it says it's also used in some waters. Uh, there's a thing where it's like mm-hmm. a, there's a water system that had a bunch of the barium chloride, and 15 out of the 20 cows had died from drinking it. Um, mm. I looked up, like, the harmful effects. It says hypokalemia, which is which results in ventricular tachycardia, hypertension, hyper, hypertension and or hypotension, muscle weakness, paralysis. Mm. Um, it says it also causes adverse cardiovascular and muscular effects like tachycardia, increased or decreased blood pressure, muscle weakness, and paralysis. And um, there's a lot of different cases on it. Um, a lot of them is like, oh, there's mm. like 20 people here or one person here or four people here. But um, oh, it's a dangerous chemical. I can't but find was any it in like the actual air? statistic. Was it in the air? Or was it in the water? It sounds to me like it was in the water. If the, if the folks are picking it up. In the water. Mm-hmm. Well, Probably some of the them water. was the water, and some of them didn't say where it had come from. Hmm. 
Okay. Mm. Yeah. See, I think we need air tests. We need to look yeah. up and see if there's uh, air samples from different elevations. Uh, in other words, if there's a concentration of a, if, if someone suspects a chemtrail, you know, it'd be nice to have an aircraft follow behind and, and you know, do air samples. And then we'll see if anything's coming out. You know, you think the Greenpeace would be able to get a, uh, 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 like, charter an airliner or charter a, a Learjet, you know, take some air samples and go, oh, this is interesting. Let's see what's here behind this airplane. You know, so I don't, I'm not convinced. I mean, I'm not. But so we can pick it up next week. Anyway, thanks, Brianna. Appreciate yeah. your report today. Thank yeah. you, Brianna. Mm-hmm. I'll be in touch with you, Brianna. All right, Jason. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Bye. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Uh, so, so the illegals in New York City uh, uh-huh. are taking over the fancy hotels, Greg. Their, yep. their, their government is paying for them. And um, I was watching a report on it um, that there's a lot of a lot of drugs that they're bringing. They're getting drunk, fight with a machete. Uh, there's a lot of rape of young girls. Well, they're behaving the as they behaved in their country. Yeah, there's no exactly. difference. Exactly, like animals with machetes. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, exactly. th- but we're not bringing in some immigrants who get here by merit. We're bringing in the criminals. We're bringing in all the people that these countries don't want. I mean, it'd be like emptying the jails. Mm-hmm. I think they are. But emptying the jails. Hey, you take them. We don't want them. Let's, let's have the United States care for them. They're stupid. But you've got all the crimes, and you've got people. And so you combine it. Here's what's going on, which is really interesting. It's a good point you're making here, um, that mm-hmm. you've got all these criminals coming up. You've got the government sponsoring them. You've got liberal George Soros DAs that refuse to prosecute them. You've got the, the whole mm-hmm. left saying that you've got to love immigrants or you're a racist. I mean, that's something Warren would say. You know, he's, he's on yeah. the live chat right now. Um, and you've got all this other nonsense going on. And these people are protected. Now, American citizens, remember I just did the show yesterday on, uh, on how all the illegals are, are, are filling up the schools. And they don't yeah. have health checks yeah. like the Americans have to get. Uh, and this whole Plyler no. v. For anybody that missed the show yesterday, the Plyler v. Doe decision is a bogus Supreme Court decision. It is illegal. And in fact, I disproved pretty much every sentence of, uh, of Judge War, uh, Brennan's opinion. Completely trashed him. Uh, and show what a, what, a, what a horrible, hypocrite, agenda-driven, leftist maniac he really is. But this just was, now here's another question, though. The churches, they're asking the churches to take these people, too. So what about the separation of church and state, huh? How come yeah. they would close the churches during COVID, and now they want to open the churches to illegal aliens, both enforcing state rule over the church? How is that possible? And why aren't they complaining about that? Do you know anything about that, Josie? And, and you know... No, but uh, I know one of my uh, one of my Sunday school teachers. He goes in the class. He goes. Um, I think we need to open our arms to all the illegals, and I'm like, no, I don't think so. And I'm giving him a look, and uh, I don't care. My husband said, "Calm down, calm down," because we're in the class. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And he he thinks we should open our arms to all the illegals. And to share the gospel, I can share the gospel uh, in their country. I can go there. That's where we go on missions to share the gospel in different countries. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can share the gospel. But I'm not going to embrace corruption. And this is illegal. They're breaking our laws. Mm-hmm. Uh, these people coming in, they're invading the United States. And I'm sick and tired of working, sweating, and, and working so hard. I didn't have help for a whole year. Because we're giving money for people to sit at home so to bring the illegals to replace Americans. And, and I'm not hiring no illegal in my store. I'm not doing that. I'd rather work like a mule that I've been doing that for a whole year. 
I have a lady. Have you had illegals come to your store? Have you had illegals come to your store trying to get trying to get a job? Of okay. Course. Yeah. Yeah. Many, many. We should videotape them. Do you have a social security Put them on Facebook. and a permit to work? <laughs> oh no, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna do that. No, I'm sorry, because I don't want to be part of breaking the laws, and that's what I think about my teacher saying that we need to embrace and we're human. Yes, we are human, but you know, all over the world, there's poor people in Africa, in Bolivia, in Honduras, but we are not the piggy bank of the world. We're sick and tired of working for other people to come and take advantage of us, and we're not doing that. And we're not going to allow it. We're not. And people like me and you that stand strong on this like this and everybody will do it, they will not be here, but they will be deported. And uh, I was telling that to uh, to one of my friends, Cuban. I was mm-hmm. telling her, I said, uh, <clears throat> when Donald Trump returns, it's going to be massive deportation. She said, that's not fair. I said, what do you mean it's not fair? So we were arguing about it. And uh, as a Latina that I am, I said, it's not fair to me, I told her. And she's like that. She's Cuban. And mm-hmm. uh, and, and she's been here since a little girl, so she's legal status. And, yep. uh, and I said, it's not fair to me that I have to wait years and years, never taking a dime from this government because I signed a piece of paper, and paying lawyers and doing everything that it takes, learning uh, the 100 questions, which they only ask for six. Uh, right. So you're, you're scared to death learning the 100 questions that you have to learn to become a U.S. citizen. But at the end, they only ask you a couple. But you don't know until you get to the point of the testing, you know. Uh, but it's not fair, so we argue about that. And uh, it, the, Latino, the Latino people that really, really don't love this country, uh, or Americans like Warren that doesn't love this country, he doesn't believe like me. And I love this country because when I swear to – to protect and defend this country, I meant it. I meant it with a passion because I want to be part of America. If you don't want to be part of America, you can just go. Go to another country that you want to be happy with. But if you hate this country, why Why are you here? Why are you here? You know, get out like all the fake Hollywood and all the people. Oh, if Donald Trump wins, I'm moving out of the country. I don't yeah, they never do. Moving. Maybe yeah, they never people. do, yeah. See, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit here because I understand, but I understand people who who may you know have strong disagreements with, like you and I have strong disagreements disagreements with what's happening. We hate what's going on with our country, but I'm not going to leave it. I'm going to fight for it. Now, Warren, as as disillusioned as he is, as as obsessed with racism as he is, and as uh, as absolutely just you know pushing propaganda and outright lies, which I've deleted a lot of you know on live chat. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't wish him to to leave and go somewhere. You know, he doesn't have to do that. He's, a, he's as a free American, I he do. can stay I'll here. I'll buy a one way ticket. <laughs> See, I'll, this is where you and I differ. Oh yeah. This is where, yeah. And you I don't just, like this country. Get out. Yeah. Well, now now you can ask him to leave. You know, you can say, hey, if you don't like it here, you can go somewhere else. I don't know exactly where to go. Um, but uh, but I, you know, but I, you know, I'm not. But they're a not going to leave because this is the yeah. best country in the world. Period. That's it. I've been to 24 countries, maybe 25. There's nothing mm-hmm. like the United States. That's why people come here. That's why mm-hmm. people are willing to sacrifice their virginity, their life, everything, torture, and everything that they go through to come across because they want to be in a free country. And this criminals running our country, which is Obama, he's trying to destroy this country because he's trying to please his father's dream because Obama's dream was to 
him and Nelson Mandela wanted to see this country all the way to the bottom. That was his dream, and his son is accomplishing this dream, but we're not going to let him. He can uh, show a taste of it right now, and that's what we're allowing uh, the American people to go through, to to a taste of what's going on with these Democrats for years and years and years with everything. That's why it's mm-hmm. taken a long time for Donald Trump to return. But we're yeah. not going to tolerate communists in America. We're not. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to give my freedom just because just because some wackos up there no. want to take it all away. Hey, I got some I got some good news for you, and I want to see if you want to uh, yeah. join me Friday. So Friday, Matt Gates is having a another one of his town halls up in Jay, and I post the information. I think I sent it for your messenger. It's on it's in our group chat. It's on my mm-hmm. page, and and so I'm going to be there too. And if you remember, I don't know if you were there. You probably weren't. I don't I don't remember seeing you. But uh, like I was a, in a year with you. Yeah. You were one time, yeah. but there was a time when I was actually down in um, in Navarre, and there was like I think it was East River uh, East River something restaurant, and it was out in the back yeah, in, in the veranda, and I had like four bills, uh-huh. and I presented to him, you know, in writing, handed it to him, and I got the microphone and I got to present him and talk about him, and it was it was pretty cool. The audience was really into it. Of course, it didn't make the news except on our show, but uh, yeah. I'm going to do the same thing this time, and I'm hoping to talk to him ahead of time because I don't like to surprise people. But uh, he's got the bill. Yeah. Staff has the bill. I've met with him twice now. And so, but what, if you want to come up, I don't know if you're able to, cause it's five thirty to seven and I know your store uh, is open and uh, that yeah, might be, that might be snoring. Uh, yeah, okay. I'll be able to go. Well, we need someone um, to videotape it because okay. I'm going to, I'm going to say it out loud. Okay. I mean, I'm going to openly present this bill to everybody in front of it, to, to yeah. Matt Gates in front of everybody. And uh, it's my uh, constitutional amendment Good. to take away the power of Congress to borrow money. It's huge. Yeah. And uh, also, Matt Gates, what mm-hmm. he's doing is he's asking um, he's asking about where are they getting all this money for these drug shows on our military bases and different uh, government facilities. So mm-hmm. he's uh, he's on full force asking and going after the leaders, uh, promoting uh, the training, uh, all this. Uh, uh, shows you know and uh they have been canceling a lot of shows because of him because they're they're where are <laughs> they, they don't getting want to i mean i don't i don't imagine congress approved the the uh the drag show you know item on the budget for yes, the military base. so 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 would congress approve that that's actually in the budget well he's been asking about it and uh so lately they they were talking about it that they've been canceling a lot of drag shows on uh, base military uh, uh, facilities because it's our taxes paying for it. And we mm-hmm. disagree on all this corruption. They, if they want to do a show, do it on their own with their own budget, not on my sweat. You're not going to be doing that, corrupting and raping my little kids. Uh, so, And another thing, uh, John Sullivan uh, received videos of J6 uh, unseen by the public. So there's a lot mm-hmm. unveiling. There's a lot coming up. Uh, it's it's getting closer. So we're going to be learning a lot. Uh, the the videos that Tucker has now, um, uh, John Sullivan has them. So well, the, the problem was they I were only believe... given to the problem was they were only given to Tucker at first, and only given to a couple of other people second and third. They should all be out in the public domain. You know, this should be uh, yeah, this is public information. The reason. The reason they did that is so they can show the people how corrupt they are. Because now Tucker's out of a job, 
because they don't want us to see the video. So now they're giving them to John Solomon. Because, see, if the Republicans come out with the video, say, oh, you're fake, you edit the video, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So they're one, somebody well, else. Well, not if the government, uh, the they've got government stamps on them. They've got government marks on them. They've, they've, they've got identifying time stamps, and, and these are this is government surveillance yeah. cameras. It's easy to tell which are fake and which aren't. Yeah. So in that respect, I don't think that's, that's as much of an issue. Yeah, so there, there's a lot, there's a lot going to be happening soon. So, I don't well, that's know. for sure. But uh, yeah, but it's it's pretty sad. Uh, what the life we've been living with everything, with everything, mm-hmm. you know. And I know you and me disagree on a lot of stuff, but hey, well, that's okay. We are in a free country, and uh, you know, we uh, we have our opinions and. Uh, and stuff that we know, and uh, like I said, this this young military guy, he knows all about chemtrails, but he said, no, they'll well, recognize my voice, blah, blah, blah. Ah, okay, mm-hmm. oh, too bad. Get him to write a statement. Get him to write a statement, I'll read it on the air, or you can read it on the air. I'll you know, read it to him again. Uh, Soldier yeah. X. Mm-hmm. So, but there, you, Soldier you X, know, yeah. Greg, you just have uh-huh. to think for a minute. If, they're, if they've been hiding or killing a lot of innocent people that have come forward how to cure cancer because it's all about the money, you know. Mm-hmm. One of my Filipino girlfriends, she worked here in the local area as an RN, and she said, you know, she said, it's sad because one of our friends, uh, her pastor, he's going through cancer, and we've been trying to help him, but he doesn't, he's trusting the doctors with all this chemo. And oh, um, he said, he said the only person that he will listen to is Judy Mikovich. And I said, well, I don't know if I can get a hold of her so you can listen <laughs> to her because uh, well, she's she got, told she's me She's got when so I much stuff her, out there. Go to her Plandemic tapes and I, go to her writings, and she's got an article on Substack now. There's, there's mm-hmm. okay, you, you, know, you don't have to talk to Judy directly. She's really busy. She doesn't have time to talk to everybody. That's why I, I, only, I only bother her rarely. Well, I did send her a text yesterday and i'll tell you why and i don't mind announcing this because this is uh, uh i think good information mm-hmm. the, the um the recording i was listening i still i got a little bit to go it's a long recording it's great it's like an hour or maybe even two hours but elon musk uh, with uh robert francis kennedy jr uh Tulsi gabbard's on there uh-huh. a couple of other folks are on there uh it's an incredible recording it's amazing and oh, what's really? interesting is, is oh, oh unbelievable but what was interesting to me and this is why i, I talked to judy about it i'm hoping to get uh you know, Judy and, and RFK, and I'd love to like meet with them, Zoom meet, get them on the show, do something, because most of what he's talking mm-hmm. about, we already have bills for. He's talking about vaccine, you know, oh. liability. And it's like, we got a bill for that. He's uh-huh. talking about big tech censorship, but we got a bill for that. He's talking about the national debt is a huge problem. we got a constitutional amendment for that. You know, in fact, it's interesting that uh, his uncle, uh, John Kennedy, um, I've got this for in the third hour. The, he, he wrote an executive order basically eliminating the Fed, the Federal Reserve, and going to silver certificates uh-huh. and having real money. And he thinks the CIA killed him for it, amongst other things. Of Probably course. Vietnam War, too. Yeah. But, what's, but no, well, here's what's interesting, though. He may be a minimal. If you look at my constitutional amendment, and this is why this one's so critical, I've, I've redone it. Uh-huh. It actually, I've written it in such a well, let me get it out here real quickly. I think you'll find this really interesting. This is 10 times more powerful than it was originally. And originally, it was earth shattering. Now it's like devastating mm-hmm. <laughs> because uh, here wow. the constitutional amendment. Oh yeah. So listen, listen to this. So article one, section eight of the constitution shall be amended by striking clause two to borrow money on the credit of the United States. So that gets rid of the borrowing power. No more borrowing. 
because mm-hmm. they have to be authorized to do it, right? Well, if you take away borrowing, you take away most of the, the agenda of the Democrat and Republican Party. Here's the good part. Section 8, Clause 1 shall be amended by adding at the end, and Congress shall have no power to borrow money on the credit of the United States, nor to print mm-hmm. money to cover expenses, nor authorize the purchase or holding of securities. That means all the Treasury notes, bills, they can't do that, right? Nor to authorize or permit any central bank, that's the Fed, that's uh, CBDC, nor to allow any control of money beyond Congress. That takes out any world government, any treaty, any anything. That's powerful. Mm. So let me yeah. do it again That's real quickly. Con- yeah, I, sometimes I, ha- I have my moments. <laughs> you know, so it says Congress shall have no power to borrow money <laughs> on the credit, the credit of the United States, nor to print money to cover expenses, nor to authorize the purchase or holding of securities, nor to authorize or permit any central bank, nor to allow any control of money beyond Congress. Mm. Boom. That is freedom. Boom. There you go. Boom. That have. is freedom. Boom. That frees us from social credits, from uh, bank control of, of stuff. It frees us from inflation. It's permanent prosperity. It gets rid of the Fed. It stops Congress from borrowing. It gets the national debt paid off. It makes our money more valuable. It means we have deflation, which means the value of money transfers back to us from the government yeah. and from the banks. It's four lines. Mm. That's yeah. it. That was the whole thing. Four lines. You don't have to that, write a, a thousand pages. <laughs> no, no, I, I, that, I, I'm, I'm kind of specializing. I'm it literally is four lines. You know, I get the first uh-huh. section is, is one line. The second section is three lines. And then I have the last part. This amendment takes effect immediately upon ratification. But that's it. It's four yeah. lines. Four, and it, that's economic, but, uh, prefer, that's freedom uh, in four lines. And people yeah. think this is difficult. It's not. Yeah. yeah, the corruption the corruption has been so deep for 70-something years, so it's going to change. So I believe uh, when Donald Trump returns, a lot of stuff is going to change a lot, including mm-hmm. our money. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what, that's we'll what see. I heard. I'm, so I'm not convinced. I, hope and I think, yeah, see, I think the difference is you're waiting. And, I, you know, why don't you take my bill to the folks that you talk to? You know, the folks that are they're talking about Trump coming back. And, and what have they done? What have they said? I have. What have they said? They just take it and nothing is happening. It's upsetting me. I have given so what it, it to so Sidney why Bauer. won't they? This is a viable constitutional amendment. Doesn't require a constitutional mm-hmm. convention. We can pressure Congress to do it. That's what lobbyists do. You know, we can we can have the states ratify it in a resolution. We don't have to have a constitutional convention. They ratify it by resolution. Say we will we will ratify this if Congress passes it. This is the one we want. And if enough states do that, there might be enough mm-hmm. pressure on Congress that they'll do it. it this is this is the the battle. Because the battle is that uh, currently right now, with, uh, with the insanity going on, with people saying that, uh, that we've, we've saved the economy, we've saved trillions of dollars, when in fact they've destroyed the economy, mm-hmm. and, and they're going to spend trillions of dollars. You know, mm-hmm. this is insanity. This is economic suicide. The way to yeah. stop it, and it has to be stopped now. Know. Well, here's what I'm hoping, is that Matt Gates will take it to Donald Trump. That's what I'm hoping after our Friday meet. That's why I'd love you to be no. there. So if you're there, yeah. you know, maybe get a few more Action Radio folks there. I'll talk to him in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Does he speak Spanish? He does, doesn't he? He speaks Spanish, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He does. Yeah. And um, we always take our picture together. And last time I did it with him and his wife. Cute, cute girl. 
He looks mm-hmm. like a teenager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't say that. He was like accused beautiful. of that. <laughs> he had, had a false yeah. accusation of uh, transporting a minor. No, it was line. all a lie. We knew that. Well, first it was a lie, but it's, it, it's always a lie. People were calling me. Is that true about my gay? I said, no, that's another yeah. stunt they're pulling. And well, you remember when... Remember when I asked uh, I asked you guys and Pianchi was online. I said, "What do you think my What do you think my bogus sex scandal is going to be?" And then Pianchi says, "Well, it probably is going to involve farm animals, Greg." <laughs> like, great, thanks, Pianchi. <laughs> just what I need. Anyway, but it it was funny just to get it out early and say, "Wait a minute, you know, yeah, that, that's that's uh, yeah." Anyway, um, that is anyway. well, this, like I said, all these things are quite well. There's a lot of really interesting stuff. Like I said, I'm fascinated by the churches and why they're not screaming and yelling. Do you think the churches are lost? Yeah. I mean, what's going on in other countries? You know, are they being asked to, are they, are they being co-opted into this? Are they requiring their parishioners to get the jab? What's happening in like Central and South America? What's the COVID news down there? Yes, I was, to- I was talking to uh, some of my friends in Cuba, mm-hmm. and everybody's vaccinated, including the little kid Cuba, uh, oh, five no. and up. They're uh-huh. vaccinated. It's horrible. I know. And in Puerto Rico, too, they were forcing a lot of children, five and older, to be vaccinated. Um, but the problem, uh, this family that I know, I was on the phone with them last night, actually, because I wanted to mm-hmm. get some information on what's going on. Uh, right. A lot of people are having strokes. A lot of pregnant women, like uh, the daughter of my friend in Cuba, She's mm-hmm. pregnant and she's very, very ill, like very mm. sick, like wow. not just vomiting, but out of sickness. And uh, she's about four months pregnant almost. And they don't have meds. They don't have anything in the hospitals at all. So it's like you have to tough it out. And uh, But a lot of people are dying from a stroke, uh, their heart condition. Yeah, so it's hitting Cuba too. And uh, I, I what, had what's a, the what's the treatment for people. for what's the treatment for blood clots? I mean, what does Brian Artis recommend? Is it cardio miracle or what? What are what are they recommending for for doing something about the blood clots? Do you know? Do you remember? Um, I forgot. He he has different things uh, that he's recommended, but okay. uh, he says I think the key point is magnesia, magnesia, and also he's he's doing. To, because a lot of people are shedding around you, and it is happening. It's real. At first, we thought it was not true that they're just saying that, but he said it is real. The vaccinated people are shedding the vaccine. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, for example, I'm in a Sunday school class, and I will say 80% of the people in the class are vaccinated, and the doors are closed, and it's a big group of 30-something people we have. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told my husband, I think we might have to take a break of Sunday school right now, you know, until I don't know what what we're going to do. Uh, I hate to miss my class. But well, uh, I don't think Dr. it's a problem. Was, I work with vaccinated wait, people. Dr. I've been around vaccinated people. Also, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, that's Otis was talking also about uh, nicotine patches to put on your arm mm. uh, to help you to detox. Yeah, this is crazy. Nicotine's addictive, though. Yeah, but nicotine's addictive, so how does that work? I don't know, but he was talking about it. He said, this is a miracle, he goes. And remember, really? Greg, that a lot of the smokers, uh, that, I'm, I'm trying to remember how it went, the story, that they were, they were encouraged them to stop smoking because of the vaccine. 
and in reality, this, it was helping them through the COVID and through the shots, you know. So he's wearing a patch every day, him and his wife, with a low percentage uh, to 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 get cure of anything or any water we're drinking, he said, or any bacteria in your system, and mm-hmm. it is amazing. He said, I didn't want to take the gun because it was it made me want to vomit, he said, that because, you know, <laughs> if you're not a smoker, you don't want to taste that like me. Well, Ugh. that's disgusting. Yeah. <clears throat> but he was talking about that. You need to invite him to the show again because I want to learn more about it, too. Okay. About well, I know his producer, so, passion. you know, I, I'm friends with this producer. It's not hard to do. But I haven't yeah. heard from Brian since our uh, since our, our chat last year. Okay. Make a little note here. Yeah. Dr. Artis. I want to I want to know more about it. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe he so. can help with vaccine product liability. I got um, I got one more thing I want to ask you about because it's going to be uh, in the second hour, uh, third hour actually. Do you remember? Do mm-hmm. you remember? And I said this over and over and over again, right at either on or about January sixth, twenty twenty one. I said that Mike Pence is a traitor. I said that I think he's made a deal. He's made a deal to sink Trump in exchange for the GOP nomination in twenty twenty four. Remember me saying that? Over and over and over again. You said that. He's a traitor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's in the news. It's come out. I'll be taking it in the, in the next hour. Or I can start, start now if you want. But uh, it, they're, they're saying, but, yeah. Well, let me just, D.C. Drano came out with a big report. Mm-hmm. But my opinion, at first I thought he was a traitor, but it was oh, all well organized. Tell me why. Tell me why you think my pants. So. Yeah. So, well, let me read this to you yeah, real quickly. At yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead, read. All right, so here's what it says. This is from uh, from DC Drano, or actually I think it's from Rogan O'Hanley, uh, and it's the original article that I found it is JD Rucker, and I subscribe to his Substack. If rumors are true about Mike Pence in 2020, he should be in jail instead of running for president. He says old wounds were opened today as a rumor uh, that I had heard in 2021 was reintroduced regarding Mike Pence and the stolen 2020 election. So these folks are the ones that obviously believe the truth, which is it was stolen. He says, diehard Trump supporter Rogan O'Hanley dropped some bombshell allegations. These echo what I've been saying since 2021. In fact, my podcast was banned for anyway. So Rogan O'Hanley said, now that Mike Pence has entered the race, in other words, for president, let me tell you all some inside info. He says, in the days leading up to J6, that would be January 6th for uh, those that aren't sure. He says, I was informed by trusted sources that Pence wasn't going to contest the rigged electoral college results. I couldn't believe it. How could, he, how could he backstab 74 million people and allow fraud to overthrow our entire our executive branch? But then I was told why. He said he cut a deal with the Koch Fundraising Network to be their lead horse in 2024 if he backstabbed Trump and the MAGA movement in 2020. I told you, I told you, I told you, I told you, I told you. I knew this had happened. I, just, I didn't have any proof of it, obviously. I don't have, have the sources, but it's uh, coming out. Who's, who's it's reporting out. that? Uh, J.D. Rucker and Rogan O'Handley. It's also in yeah. D.C. Drano. So go yeah. to D.C. Drano on, on Twitter. You'll see it as well. Yeah. He, says, he says, to those that say that he didn't have the power to contest fraudulent ballots and allow state legislatures to conduct further review, then why did they change the Electoral College Act in 2022 to explicitly state the vice president could no longer facilitate that exact process? Remember we said this too. We said that, uh, that Vice President Pence, his job, he says he couldn't do it. Well, absolutely he could. Not only he could, but he had to do it. He had to send the Trump electors and the Brandon electors when they had dual slates. Those, remember those seven battleground states? 
that had uh, both mm-hmm. Trump and Brandon electors, yeah. they had to send those back, and the state legislatures had to decide which ones were the ones they were sending in. That was the whole point of January 6th, yeah. was to count them. And back in December, when uh, December 14th, 15th, when the, the states voted, remember when they blocked Republican electors from, from voting? And, then, and they, they only took the yeah. Democrat ones? So, I mean, there was total, Michigan yeah. did that, total fraud. State police were saying, oh, I'm sorry, you can't come in here. And, and the guy's like, I'm a, I'm a Republican, I'm an attorney, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an electoral college voter. You have to, oh, yeah. you don't have a choice. Well, I'm just following orders. Yeah, uh-huh. I heard that before, too. Anyway, so I knew this was a fraud. I knew this was a setup. And I knew that uh, Pence, that was his job. His job, he was the real coup. So the January, all the people up top, that wasn't the coup. The coup was Mike Pence not taking the branded electors. The coup was all the arm twisting that went on under the Capitol to arm twist the, the members of uh, the House and the Senate to make sure they voted for Brandon, even though there were Trump electors, which are still out there. They're still viable. They haven't gone away. People don't realize that. Yeah. And the one article that I used to quote from was taken off the, offline. It was removed. However, I copied the text. And I have it. <laughs> so, you know. Well, you. it's okay yeah. with all the stories to me right mm-hmm. now. But uh, mm-hmm. I, my opinion is uh, he's not a traitor. I thought so, and I was very upset about it. Mm. But we have learned so much since then. Yeah, we disagree. Uh, <laughs> that he's not. But we'll see. I mean, hey. Nah, it's all traitor. Come he's out. a miserable low-life traitor. Okay. He sabotaged the election. He's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, no. I have no use for Mike Pence. Anyway, I don't want to take away your whole the report, Demo- but I wanted to let you know. Go ahead. The Democrats, uh, the Democrats are the ones that uh, stole the election, and they had it all well organized with the uh, <clears throat> about 200 CIA, FBI agents involved uh, in mm-hmm. the takeover of January the 6th, and uh, a lot of Ukrainian uh, neo-Nazis were brought by Nancy Pelosi and uh, NBC uh, made, but it uh, all, but it all hinged Biden. the whole, but it all hinged on not wait, counting wait. the Trump electors. And then, I know, and then uh, they got Mike Pence out because he was in danger. So Nancy Pelosi and her crooked uh, criminal communist team can do the voting themselves. So it's yeah. it's, 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 hey. it's it's hard to believe all this, but yeah, I know. Now, the only thing he was in danger of was actually following the Constitution. That was what he was in danger of. He was in danger of doing the right thing. He was in danger of, of following the law. He was in danger of actually sending the legislators back, the electors back to the state legislatures to decide which, which slate was real. Yeah. And if they put the Brandon ones forward, mm-hmm. we could still do audits and, and, and stuff like that. No, he yeah. is the coup. He is the coup. Yeah. Without, well, it's without okay him, to, for you to believe that. Well, it's more than believe it. I know it. I, I don't believe I, it, but it's okay if you want to. Well, believe let me ask you. Let me you ask you this then. Let me it's ask all you this then. right now. If Mike Pence yeah. had sent the state legislators, the electors, back to the states, held up January 6th for a few days, and they had come back with more Trump electors than Brandon electors, and Trump was over 270, had he done that, who'd be in the White House right now? But we didn't want Donald Trump to be in the White House because you never would have uh, <clears throat> found out the huge corruption sure that's been going on in no, the country sure for no, that's, that's not true. years. No, that's not it true is. because Trump would have had the no because uh-huh. Trump would have had the entire Department of Justice. He could have fired the traitors. He could have hired new lawyers, no. new, new America First lawyers, no, and they would have investigated all because that. Because it's 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 hard to believe, but the corruption is so deep that if Trump would have won, he can arrest this and this and that. And the Supreme Court, half of the Supreme Court are corrupt. 
and half of the judges are corrupt. And Obama wasn't thinking about it when he didn't elected a lot of the judges. But Donald Trump, I think he put about 360 good judges in. They're ready to go. Uh, so if we never would have known. So it has to happen this way in no, order uh, to no, bring down the cabal. And it's going to happen. And uh, you, you'll see. No. You'll see. No. It will happen. You just said that, it's a, that uh, the, the, the Trump, we know, won the election should not be in the White House because we have to expose the criminals. That does not make sense. It does make sense. No, because no it doesn't. If, 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 that, if Donald Trump would have fought because they were stealing his election, it would have continued next year and the year and four years later and another four years. And, and the military and Trump are stopping this corruption once and for all. It's all coming down. The child trafficking, the uh, government, the money laundering, the adrenochrome, the food, the health insurance, the schooling, the illegal coming in. The list is on and on and on. It is so big. It is so big. And they have, uh, they have him and uh, President Trump and uh, Putin have rescued probably over 50,000 kids in the Ukraine already. And they've been accusing uh, Putin that he's a kidnapper and all that, which is not true. So there's a lot happening, and uh, it's it's taking longer than what we expected, and they're telling us to be patient. Yeah, a lot longer. And I have I'm to be still waiting. I have to trust. Yeah. No, you don't. You don't. <laughs> yeah. You just, well, it's I, I don't have to, I'll tell you, I don't have to be patient, and I don't have to trust this this whole idea at all. I think it's, I think it's, <laughs> I either, I think it's total I nonsense. To. <laughs> yeah, well, you have to, but I don't. I, know. I don't. I think I – and mean, here's the thing, though. To, to think that Donald Trump could be more effective and more good could be done with him outside the White House and having a fraudulent, illegal Brandon – in the White House, that makes no sense. Because Donald Trump, with the resources of the know, president... I don't even know if he, when he comes back, he's going to go to the White House. I'm not sure about that. I oh, he yes, he is. So. I hope he does. No. Oh, no, no this is historic. This is, now, see, I'm looking at getting us back to our founding. I'm looking at four years of opportunity with Donald Trump as president and uh, with yeah. me with you know, 20 million listeners uh, to be able to affect policy. That's what I'm looking at. Gonna happen. I think That's he's going to be gonna our happen. 19th president. That's what I think. <laughs> 19th? Got... No, I don't agree. <clears throat> That's okay. So none of all these presidents, they've been fake. All of them. So, <laughs> well, so I'll tell you what. I don't even think we're going to have an election coming up, actually. So. Well, that'll be That's my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I'm very curious to see how it works out. Let's see what uh, let's see what Donald Trump and, yeah. and all his his wonderful hey, people I'll can let do. I'll you know if I can come on Friday. Okay. Okay, that'd be fine. Yeah, I'd love to have you up there. We need a video. I got to um, go. Because, okay. All right. This is all right. This give is yourself Josie a plug. reporting from Milton, Florida, and uh, stop by and see me at Ruth Uniform Shop in Pensacola. God bless you, Greg, and uh, talk to you next week. Hopefully, we got too. more exciting news. Yeah, well, you're my favorite person to disagree with. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I have to fight. We you. have the best disagreements. Yeah. So for those that don't, we're joking. Our our, our lifelong friends. You know, we're just the. Uh, you know, this is, we we disagree on this completely, but that's okay. Uh, and that's the whole. That's exactly. that's that's what free we speech is all good. about. We get along great. That's right. Yeah. People. I hope to see you Friday. God bless. Okay. God bless you too. Yeah, you I take hope care. I, can go. I think so. Yep. Okay. Okay. Ciao. All right. See ya. Nine oh two. This has been a fun day. Um, sort of evicted Marco from, I mean, not Marco, but from uh, Warren from New Orleans Wake Up, who was just spewing absolute venom and filth and disgusting stuff uh, that I just, I, I just started deleting his messages. Unfortunately, he left. 
So that's the good news. <laughs> Marco is a rather interesting emoji on live chat too. Um, I'm, I don't know if I can ban them. I, I was trying to do a little, a little search. I'll, I'll see if I can do that um, or just block people because I don't care if you disagree with me. I really don't. In fact, I left on Warren, you know, uh, Warren's comments where he disagreed with me. But then you start picking on Josie and start picking on Brianna. And I'm just not going to allow that, you know, especially when he's lying like crazy about this. No, ain't going to happen. Uh, and so those comments get deleted. So I, I got to figure a way to deal with Warren. And so if Warren's still listening uh, or catches the podcast, it's very simple. If you're a decent human being and you just disagree, got no problem. Josie and I disagree all the time. Uh, I mean, fundamentally on, on huge issues, and that's okay. But if you come on the show and start lying and propagandizing and, and attacking and doing all kinds of venomous, you know, nasty stuff, I'm not going to put up with that stuff. I'm just not. Anyway, Marco, feel free to weigh in on that. <laughs> Be curious. I'm going to take a little break now. So it's, it's 9.03. Let me, let me correct my little timeline here. Uh, and uh, let me play some things for you guys. First and only break, uh, and then I'll be back with, uh, with my theory of uh, Mike Pence, the traitor. Greg Penglis here for my book, The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction. Everyone at some point in their life wants to learn how to fly. Few try. Even fewer go on to get a license. I believe a major reason for that is how we teach people how to fly. My book is designed to help you navigate the flight training system, but it's so much more than that. It really describes an entirely new way to teach flying. So if you've never tried a lesson or got discouraged in your training and quit for any reason, this book can help you. Don't be a rope pilot who just follows procedures. Be a thinking pilot who makes great decisions, who understands all the reasons why we do what we do. You can incorporate these principles into your own flight training at any time. The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction is featured on the Action Radio with Greg Pankless Facebook page and is available from Amazon.com. Well, that sounds good. Even better. Okay, how about your car? If you want the best service for your vehicle, please talk to James at Florida Stores Automotive, conveniently located at 6715 Caroline Street in the historic district of Milton, Florida, right between the Milton Bakery and the Blackwater Trail. Whether you need an oil change or an entire engine replaced, this is the place. The phone number is 850-623-6651. That's 850-623-6651. Call, ask questions, and get the information you need. Florida Stores Automotive is a full-service automotive shop for both domestic and imports, modern and classic. It is a family-owned business here in our Milton community. Open weekdays from 7.30 to 5 p.m., Florida Stars Automotive is a convenient place to keep your car maintained and on the road. Ask them about Firestone Tires and the rotation and maintenance plan. Florida Stars Automotive. I go there. You should, too. Do you know your way around healthcare, insurance, pharmacies, surgery, alternative treatments and choices? I don't, which is why I'm so glad I met Priscilla Romans, had her on Action Radio, and learned about health patient advocacy. She is the founder of Great Care, and now as an affiliate of Great Care, we are proud to offer through our discount code, WYL, which stands for Write Your Laws, a 10% discount. Great Care saves you both time and money. 
They provide medical advocacy, consultation, advice, and recommendations nationwide. Their website is gravecare.com. That's G-R-A-I-T-H care.com. You can email them at gracecare.adm at gmail.com or call them at 469-864-7149. That's 469-864-7149. Grace Care, better health through better knowledge and advocacy. Hello, this is Greg Penglis for our newest shooting range here in Milton, Florida. Stand your ground. My friend Jason Myers and crew are creating an incredible facility for our city. Stand Your Ground is located at 6632 Elba Street. The phone number is 850-789-1776. Their email is standyourground1776 at gmail.com. Here you'll find either in process or already going an indoor shooting range, axe throwing, archery, a rage room, self-defense classes, concealed carry weapons classes, security license training, paintball, a full-service gun store, and 24-7 online ordering. So come on down or contact them by phone, email, or website and learn how you can best stand your ground. This is Greg Penglis for Strike Force, your source for pure energy. Strike Force is a concentrated energy drink that turns a half liter of your favorite beverage into an energy drink. You make your energy drink yourself. Action Radio is an affiliate of Strike Force, so our listeners get a 20% discount. All you do is add our code WYL to the discount code window at checkout. WYL comes from our website, Write Your Laws. So, you can get your energy drink, a 20% discount, and help Action Radio change the relationship of we the people to our government. Not bad. Strike Force is at StrikeForceEnergy.com. That's StrikeForceEnergy.com. Start your engines. Action Radio. Part of the ADHD Radio Network. The ultimate free speech zone. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed and have the power through juries to nullify the laws by which we do not consent to be governed. At Action Radio, we don't report the news. We are the news. Every other show reports what has happened. We talk about what can happen. From the questions no one has thought to ask, to the answers no one has thought to consider, to the actions no one has dared to take. That is Action Radio. And we are back. It's 9.10, 9, 9.10 a.m. Central Time here on the Gulf Coast uh, in Milton, Florida, near the uh, uh, city of Pensacola and near the Blue Angels and near the beach and near some, some really beautiful stuff, actually. It's, uh, I'm glad to be here in Florida. I had enough California. 30 years was enough, so now I'm out here uh, having much more fun. All right, let's get back to news.
so anyway, uh, as I uh, end up the, the last hour with Josie, um, I finally feel vindication. Uh, I find absolutely uh, ecstatic at the fact that I'm right, I was right, I was right. I'm taking a little victory lap. I'm sorry. It's just fascinating stuff. Um, so Mike Pence, I believe, is the linchpin of the treason that put uh, – uh, illegal Brandon in the White House, that without him, that uh, the coup would not have succeeded. They had to have him because they had to have him not send the uh, the electors back to the states. Now, we all know, I've got several articles on this, that the state legislatures control the electors. So the way the way the elections work, the way the republic works, first of all, we're not a democracy. So all you folks that are fighting for democracy, you're wasting your time. We aren't a democracy. We're a republic. It says so, Article 4, Section 4. We are guaranteed a republican form of government. I wish they just said a republic. Because when you say Republican, people think, boy, are you guaranteed you're the Republican Party? No. The Republican Party and the Republic have virtually nothing to do with each other, any more than the Democrat Party has anything to do with democracy. They don't. Democrats are outright Marxists, and the Republican Party is, I don't know what they are, surrender, <laughs> weak. Uh, they need, uh, they need um, what, what's that testosterone booster? <laughs> you know, that's uh, the big hurt, and what's his name? You know, we, need to, uh, we need to get him some... Uh, uh, some um, some Vi- what's, the, what's the equivalent of Viagra for politicians? You know, uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll think of it anyway. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll make a little sarcastic piece on this. Could be kind of funny. But the point is that the Republicans are useless. They're a bunch of geldings. But the linchpin gelding is um, Mike Pence, because without Mike Pence, there'd been no coup. So here's the coup. Very simply, they had to in order to cheat. They did a bunch of things to cheat. So there's several layers of cheating. This is how I know that, that, uh, that they knew that Brandon could not win the election. They knew that Brandon couldn't beat Trump. This is why there's so many different layers of cheating. You don't have this many layers of cheating if you know that your candidate is going to win, or at least there's a pretty decent chance, or at least you're reasonably sure. But if you know your candidate can't win, then you have all these layers of cheating. Well, the first you know, layer being Facebook, you know, with uh, all, the, all the money they spend in the critical districts to uh, obscure the vote. Uh, the cheating that went on with the count, you know, blocking out the Republicans, you know, sabotaging the stuff at night, you know, doing all the fake stuff, all the extra ballots that arrived, uh, the computer manipulation, the, the the hacking of the voting machines, all that stuff. That that was all planned. That you don't just do that spontaneously. That was planned. Why? Because they knew Brandon couldn't win. Uh, so you look at everything else that happened. Um, the the whole January sixth. The, the, once the electors were once they were picked, you know, I mean, Trump was way ahead uh, at 10 p.m. He'd won the election at 10 p.m. on Election Day. Well, then they stopped the count, redid everything, did the computer hacks, did all the, the ballot stuffing, did all the crazy stuff they did. Um, and then they, um, you know, and all of a sudden the next morning, Brandon's winning. Oh, give me a break. That, that, that's impossible. Right. And we know it's impossible by the computer statistics. It was this is statistically impossible. We've seen vi- the, all the videos of the ballot stuffing, all the extra ballots, all the, all the sabotage like in Arizona in 2022, you know, where the ballots didn't fit the machines. You know, the fact these machines have modems, the fact that every Democrat came out and said publicly that uh, voting machines can be hacked, you know, all the different voting projects, all the different things that went on, all the stuff that happened, and the layers and layers and layers and layers of fraud, the voting, the the ballot harvesting, I mean, the list goes on. The endless list of vote fraud, all designed to steal the election because they knew that Brandon couldn't beat Trump. That's why they did so much. Again, simple logic. If you know your candidate is going to win because they're better than the other candidate, you don't go through all this cheating. Because why would you risk cheating with no game? Your candidate is going to win, right? So why would you risk cheating for your candidate if you know your candidate is going to win? The only reason you cheat is because you know your candidate is going to lose. That's why they cheated. And the linchpin of all of it, the, the central point, the one thing that absolutely had to happen was that those, the, once the states, uh, uh, the state legislatures, which control the elections, by the way, state legislators uh, control the electors from their state. 
And it's very clearly in the Constitution. I mean, I could, I could pull it out and quote it for you. I mean, I have to I have to find it. You know, it's not that hard to find. It's probably in Article 2. Article 2, Article 2, Constitution of the United States, Article 1, Article 2. No, it's probably Article 1, actually. Um, Section 10 should be chosen. No, Vice President. Here we go. Section 5, Article 1. Ah, see, I found it faster than I thought. Each house shall be the judge of the elections for me. Oh, that's not right. That's the House of Congress. Oh, it's... Uh, section four, the times, places, and manner of holding elections for senators and representatives shall be prescribed in each state by the legislature thereof. Say that again. The times, places, and manner of holding elections for senators and representatives shall be prescribed in each state by the legislature thereof. But the Congress may at any time by law make or alter such regulations. See, I think that's a problem in the Constitution. But it's there, so we have to go by it. Congress shall assemble at least once every year and meeting in a da 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 Where's it talking about the electors? Oh, I know it's here somewhere. Anyway, I know it says that the, the state legislatures control the elections. I'll see if I can find it real quick. Somebody who can just pull it up real fast probably can find it. Uh-huh. I'm just looking. I'm not, uh, you know, it's hard to read the Constitution. Go, Where is it? I know it's there. I just don't know where it is, but I know it's there. Anyway, so legislatures determine the electors. All right. So the way that the way the republic works is separation of powers. So no one entity has control over everything. That's why in a democracy, the people control everything. The people vote for everything, and the people can be corrupted and uh, you know forced to do all kinds of really bad things. So the people elect the House of Representatives. The representatives represent the people by congressional district. It's by population. So in other words, they divide up the country and, and decide how many people in the congressional district, and each district has roughly the same. Uh, amount of people, unless there's only, if there are enough people, then, then one person represents the whole state. I think Wyoming has one representative. So the people elect the House of Representatives. That's by the Constitution. The state legislatures used to elect the senators. And the reason for that was so that the Senate would have um, representation in Congress. That's what that's for. So the people elect the House, the states individually elect the senators. Now, the reason there are two senators um, it, even in big states and little states is because the states are equal. Uh, the state of Rhode Island is small. The state of Texas is large, but they both have two senators. Why? Because they're independent political units. They are sovereign within themselves. It doesn't matter how big they are. It doesn't matter how many people they, ha- they have. You know, if uh, they want more states, then divide Texas into smaller states. You can do that. But as a state, Alaska is the biggest of all. You know, as far as area goes, they, still, they have two senators. Rhode Island is the smallest. They have two senators. Why? Because the states are independent, sovereign units, you know, able to determine everything for themselves except what they've delegated to the federal government and the Constitution. So the states individually elect uh, the senators. That's the way it's supposed to happen. So we repeal the, the 17th Amendment and get back to that. Now, who elects the president? The states elect the president collectively. Okay? So the states, through their electors, elect the president. So what about the people voting directly for the president? The people do not vote directly for the president. That would be a democracy. So you've got to have a separation. So it, it's the people, the states, you know, uh, individually, the states collectively. So the, and the reason is the president represents the United States to the world. So the president is the representative of all the states to the world. And, you know, signs bills and, you know, vetoes bills and things like that, but primarily, and executes the laws faithfully and that kind of stuff. But the states, all the states, help to elect the president. That's why we have an electoral college. So that it's not by population, 
because if it were strictly by population, then the largest three cities, all run by Democrats, would always win the presidency, and the rest of the country would be left out. So the whole purpose of the Electoral College is to make sure that every state has, has standing in terms of electing the president. So they have electors. Now, who controls those electors? The state legislature controls those electors. So, but they have to certify it, right? So the, state, so the states send their electors, and they can base it on the popular vote. They can base it on nothing. <laughs> they can base it on whatever they want. So the states determine how they elect, how they choose their electors to vote for president. Now, the governors uh, and secretaries of state of some of these states, like Georgia, Pennsylvania, and other places, they said, no, we're going to decide. And they also changed all the rules. They changed all the rules of voting right before. They said COVID. COVID was the excuse. So they changed all the rules, you know, to favor Brandon. That's how we know they cheated. That's how we know because they, they changed all the rules. That's how we know they knew that Brandon couldn't win. All right. So the proof that Brandon could not win the election is the Democrats' behavior before the election. Using COVID, ballot harvesting, all, kind of, all the things, mail-in ballots, everything they did, all the rule changes, everything else like that was guaranteed to elect Brandon over Donald Trump. But they still had to make sure that uh, it wouldn't happen. And the last line of defense was the electors to be counted on January 6th. This is why January 6th is so important. So the electors were chosen December 15th, 2020. So what happened was that if you take the Trump electors, Trump won. Let me say that again. If you take all the Trump electors, including the battleground states where they had two sets of electors, if you take the Trump electors from those states with two states and you add them to the other Trump electors, Trump won. So how do you steal the election that it, knowing that the state legislatures have approved Trump electors and Trump actually won? Well, you have to replace the Trump electors with fraudulent Brandon ones. Well, whose job is it to do that? Mike Pence. Mike Pence. Mike Pence is the key to all this, all right? So you've got, you've got seven states with Trump and Brandon electors. If the Congress chooses the Trump electors, Trump wins. He gets over 270 electors. He's the president. That's what should have happened. That was the law. The state legislatures chose the, uh, the Trump electors. What happened instead was that Mike Pence said, no, I'm not going to send the electors back to the state. Okay, so by not sending them back, then what happened? Well, threw it to the Congress. And the Congress was supposed to take up each state. Well, they couldn't afford, the deep state couldn't afford to have the Congress take up each state and debate it and say whether they wanted the Trump electors or the, uh, or the branded electors because there are enough Republicans in Congress. In the, there were more Republican states than Democrat states. So again, Trump wins. But the deep state can't have that. So they have to sabotage the election again. So the only way, and here's the key to the whole thing, the only way that the deep state could assure that Brandon would be in the White House was not to hold the count at all. So they didn't want it. So so they didn't want to just rest on Mike Pence, you know, uh, not sending back the electors to the states. They had to make sure that that Congress would not consider the Trump electors. So how did they do that? You know how they did it. January six, they they brought in Trump supporters into the Capitol and then called it an insurrection, wherein the real insurrection happened below the Capitol when all those members of the House and Senate were told, you better vote for Brandon. You can't vote for those Trump people. You know, in fact, Christina Bob said that. Christina Bob, sorry, there we go, told us that, uh, that they were probably told under the Capitol to vote for Brandon because you don't want to be like those Trump supporters. Those people are, are insurrectionists. 
You can't support them. That was a lie. <laughs> okay. I think it was much worse than that. I think they were told, you're not going to get any campaign funds. I think they, their arms were twisted. And if you say anything about this, we're going we're gonna to beat you senseless, you know, mentally, physically, and all over the, the airwaves. Not literal. They were told, if you don't vote for Brandon, you're out of here. That's what I think they were told. Christina Bob thinks they were told, you better not support Trump or you're going to be one of those insurrectionists. And we'll say that nasty stuff about you. So how do I know? How do I know that was the plan? Well, because Trump started his speech an hour late. So all the Trump supporters didn't get to the Capitol in time for the very first battleground state, which had Trump electors, as well as Brandon electors, and that was Arizona. So when did the, the FBI mercenaries and Ray Epps and the Black Lives Matter and the Antifa folks and, any, and all the mercenaries and all the other folks that the, uh, uh, the deep state had there to, to stop the electors? They went in when Arizona was up for a count. So Congress was suspended before they could decide on Arizona. And the timing is critical. Where were the Trump supporters? Most of them were still walking over to the Capitol. They weren't there yet. But the windows were open, the doors were opened, the insurrection stopped the Arizona count. And the person responsible for, uh, for that, uh, well, let me backtrack a little bit here. But that's, so that's what I did. So, so even if Mike Pence failed, they still stopped the count. The deep state wasn't counting on Mike Pence, but, they, but he did his job. So I believe Mike Pence's job was to not send the Brandon electors back, forcing the decision to have to be made in Congress, and then the deep state caused the, uh, the suspension of all activity of the counts of those seven uh, states with Trump electors uh, for seven hours. And then when they came back, they all voted for Brandon electors for the good of the country, and that was the coup. Pretty simple, huh? But Mike Pence's critical part in the coup was not sending the states that had Brandon and Trump electors back to the state legislatures to resolve it. And for that action, which helped sink Donald Trump, he's going to be rewarded. This is what I said at the time. He was going to be rewarded by the debate, you know, with the Republican nomination in 2024. That's going to be his, his present for sabotaging Trump. And now it's all coming out. So here we go. America first report. I covered this in the last hour, but let me do it in a little more detail now. Looks like Pianchi's on the line. So let me, uh, let me get him uh, on here, and then I'll, I'll go back to this article. So, Pianchi, my, my, my synopsis, you, you concur? Yeah. It, uh, you're talking about a runaway electoral count. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was right about Mike happen. Pence. I was right about Mike Pence. I knew he was a traitor. Josie doesn't agree, but that's okay. I told, you that. I told everybody he was a traitor. He's the linchpin. He's the one that refused to send the Brandon electors and Trump electors back to the state legislatures where, they, where he was constitutionally mandated to do because the legislatures control the election. He refused to do that. He said he couldn't do it because that was illegal. But what he said was, was wrong. He could do it. In fact, he had to do it. And then they changed the Electoral College Count Act so that future vice presidents can't do the right thing and send them back to the state legislatures. This is fascinating. Did it change think? that act? Oh, yeah. 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 I don't remember so that. That's, well, that's just that. that oh, we'll, we'll go over that. I'll, I'll, uh, in fact, let me do a show on that. I'll, I'll, I'll spell out the details. So electoral, electoral college. So they did that in 2022. Was was through, can they, can't, they, they can't change the electoral college procedure because it's in, in, listed in the Constitution. Yeah, it's not, but it's not exactly spelled out. Let me see. I've got a bunch of articles here. Let me see if I can find the one. 
Uh, state legislature. Right, let me pull up. I got. I see. I have all my. Remember that one article I used to read all the time. You can't find it. And anymore. It's, that's not just no one procedure because each state has their own way. Uh huh. To do performance. So, Here's one. Here's one. Yeah. Here's one. November twelfth, twenty twenty. This is before even the electoral count. November twelfth, twenty twenty. So this is like uh, two weeks after the election. State legislators have the power to determine the presidential election. It's from a website called The Collegian, which I imagine is a college newspaper. I'm trying to find where it is. That was my college newspaper. It used to be called The Collegian. It says very clearly in very small print, <laughs> under the U.S. Constitution, state legislators, legislatures have power over presidential elections. They may have to use it. Since over the past week, allegations of widespread election fraud have been made in several crucial 2020 swing states. We call those the battleground states. Lawsuits filed by the Trump campaign contain sworn affidavits, that's, that's evidence, folks, from election officials who claim they were directed to ignore or violate state elections law in both Michigan and Nevada, with campaign lawyers claiming there are more lawsuits to come. Same thing happened in Georgia, Pennsylvania, uh, Michigan, Minnesota. Uh, and uh, I think uh, Arizona as well. They're talking Michigan and Nevada here. Yeah. It says, what recourse is there when the outcome of an election is so disputed? Recounts and recanvases with representatives from both parties present can identify and correct some discrepancies, such as the one in Antrim County, Michigan. We told her about that one. It says, what about allegations reported by Detroit News da, 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 and other sources that indicate hundreds or even thousands of ballots have been cast illegally? by those who are ineligible on account of age, residence, or, or even being dead. Let's see if we can get to the key parts here. Uh, he says, fortunately, there is, a, or whoever wrote this, I don't have an author on this. It's like a general thing. It says, fortunately, there is another possible avenue to address such discrepancies. Article 2, Section 1, Clause 1 of the U.S. Constitution states, each state shall appoint in such manner as the legislature may of thereof may direct a number of electors equal to the whole number of senators and representatives to which each state, state may be entitled in Congress. So the legislators, so we've said this before, that when, Trump's, when, when Mike Pence said he couldn't send back the Trump and Brandon electors, he could. He had to send them back. Right. Because the state legislatures are the ones that put forward the Trump ones. The governors and secretaries of state, the Democrat governors and, and secretaries of state, put forward the Brandon electors. In fact, they tried to block Republicans from electing Trump electors. That's vote fraud. Well, you know, here's, the thing. Uh-huh. here's the thing. The critical thing is that you got a dumb populace, Craig. And we, we, if we can admit to that, then we can go on with the discussion. But first, you got to have a dumb populist to pull something like that off. It's, I mean, it, it would be nice if all of the nation was at the Tennessee 1946. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, this is really interesting. That's back when well, those were done by soldiers. They actually knew what uh, what they were fighting for. Um, today, the soldiers are kind of going crazy. This is a D-Day, by the way. This is the anniversary of D-Day, for those that didn't uh, know. I haven't covered it a lot um, because there's a lot of other stuff going on, but... Uh, but I find it um, yeah, there's nothing more I can add. There's more, more right. I can add to D-Day. Yeah. Let me get back to this article here. Yeah, I want you, to, uh, well, get back to the article, and before I, uh, you, you go, I give credence to uh, those who lost their lives on D-Day. Thank oh, you. absolutely. Yeah, and uh, I mean, D-Day was, was the start of the victory. 
you know, of the Allies over Nazi Germany. So critical, critical battle. Study it. Uh, as far as political and stuff, I, I don't have any issues that, that I need to bring up about D-Day. Uh, just the fact that people should know and remember and talk about it and, and learn about it. All right. So the article is the, the one I was talking about. If rumors are true about Mike Pence in 2020, he should be in jail instead of running for president. Again, this is J.D. Rucker, June 5th. So yesterday, former Vice President Mike Pence is officially running for the Republican nomination. This has been anticipated for months. If rumors about Pence are true, then some people have been anticipating it since before Kamala Harris was installed in, into his former office. So J.D. Rucker is pretty direct. It's kind, of, it's kind of fun. He says, diehard Trump supporter. Do you think it was a Rogan. promise? Do I think what? You think it was a promise to him if he did this? Yep. Yep. I told you. I said, this is a payoff. I said, Mike Pence is refusing to send the Trump electors back to the states because if they do, then some of them, enough of them might be certified to put Trump over 270 electors and he wins the election. That's why they needed him to not send them back. So his part in the coup was refusing to send the electors back to the states on the chance that they might do the right thing uh, or what they wanted to do and bring, send back the Trump electors only, not the Brandon ones. Because if they sent back the Trump electors, Trump gets over 270, he wins. There's nothing they can do about it. Even though state. Pence would have been the vice president. Yeah, he, he sacrificed his vice presidency. Well, no, Trump, I don't think, would have taken him back. I think uh, Pence had done enough damage to himself. Oh, he still would have been vice president. That was already yeah, announced. He was on the ticket. Let me think about that. That's actually a really good point. I hadn't thought of that. No, you're right. Yeah, he sacrificed his vice presidency to to sink Trump so that he could get so he could get the presidency in 2024. What an idiot! Oh, but God, he he's still stupid. could have got the presidency in 2024. He would have been able to run for in 2024. That's true. That's true. And would have had more credibility because he served for vice president for eight years. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely true. He could have done it, but he didn't do it. That's what's so fascinating. So rather than so so to him, it was more important to align himself with the deep state and throw the election to Brandon, who's in the opposite party. Well, remember when I used to say that Mike Pence is the first person that uh, actually committed vote fraud for the other side? You remember when I said that a bunch of times. He's the first person. Yeah, to, he's the first Republican to commit vote fraud for the Democrats. Yeah, it's a confused situation. Yeah, but if you but what you're saying is 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 valid that he was vice president. He would have been vice president again and could have run on Trump's coattails in 2024, being in a far better position. I still wouldn't have voted for him because I don't like him, but he would have been in a much better position than he's going to be, you know, because every Republican thinks he's a traitor and stabbed Trump in the back, which he did by refusing to send the electors back to the battleground states like he should have. Like I believe he was bound to do because the state legislators control the elect- electors. So he had to send him back to find out what the state legislators, want, legislators wanted to do. He had no right not to send them back. He had to send them back. There was no choice in the matter, as far as I can see from the Constitution, and yet he didn't do it. And, of course, he was supported by the deep state because they didn't want the chance. They could not take the chance that those states would return Trump electors, putting Trump over 270. That's part of the coup. This is a multifaceted coup. And, of course, the next part was to have the Trump supporters on top of the Capitol so they could claim insurrection and still not have the count done with those battleground states. That's why they stopped the count in Arizona. Arizona is the first alphabetically of the battleground states. 
Arizona, Nevada, New Mexico, Michigan, Minnesota, uh, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. Those are the battleground states. Arizona's the first one. So they had to stop the count at Arizona. They had to suspend Congress at Arizona. And the only way to do that was that they opened the doors, they brought in the Antifa, Black Lives Matter, FBI mercenaries, who knows who else was in there, and they started breaking windows, and they, they created enough disturbance so that they could clear Congress and stop the proceedings. That was part of the insurrection. Well, that was part of the they coup, should too. have done more than what they've done themselves. Mm-hmm. Texas tried to sue Pennsylvania and New York, which that's what mm-hmm. they're supposed to do, because mm-hmm. the in, in, inaction about those two states caused harm to Texas itself. And others, too. No, I think you're right. Yeah, but the, the Supreme Court failed in their job to uphold Article 3 of the Constitution, where they had to take that case because it was a dispute between the states. We've talked about that, too. They had to take that case. There was no choice. They were duty-bound well, to take that case. Well, the thing is with the Supreme mm-hmm. Court, well, well, the states could have told the Supreme Court to go pound sand, what they should have done. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, people don't understand that the states don't have to listen to the Supreme Court. Of course, no, they, they don't. don't have no authority in that nature. It don't mm-hmm. have no police in authority. So let's let's talk and about that for a minute. Then we'll get back to the article. Um, yeah. What, what is this? No, no. I want to talk about this for a minute and then get back to the article because I think you got a valid point. But I want to ask you a question though. What is this 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 magic power that the Supreme Court seems to have that when they decree something from on high on Mount Olympus in their black robes that people automatically go, oh, this must be true. This must be this is the wisdom of the article. We have to follow this. We can't object. We can't do anything about it. It's the Supreme Court. It's you know one step below God Almighty. The Supreme Court dictates from from uh, Mount Olympus you know, Capitol Hill, and if they say it, it must be the law of the land. And it's a bunch of nonsense. Where, where did that come from? You said How do people it. get so stupid? You answered your own question. Don't tell me. Well, you associate supreme with God in the Bible. Oh, uh, okay. I just made that up. And it's a hypnotic, it's a hypnotic effect. Uh, much mm-hmm. of society operates under hypnosis that's self-induced. Hmm. So if we took their black robes off and, and gave them umpire shirts, NFL umpire shirts with black and white stripes and a whistle, do you think they'd be treated differently? Well, you know, really, common courts, you could be a judge in the dispute mm-hmm. between two parties. Mm-hmm. It's nothing. What's the qualifications for being a judge? Nothing. You don't have nothing. to be a lawyer. Nope. No, that's why I want to be. Uh, I want to. I want to be uh, appointed to the Supreme Court one day. So what it is, people don't see that quite naturally. They don't know it, and irreputable. They aren't taught it, so they act yeah. out of ignorance. They act yeah. ignorant. But wait a minute, you've got you've got governors, you've got state legislators that have been in politics for years and years and years. They've been through law school. You know, look at Jonathan Mosley. You know, he and he had a fairly conservative law school. They were still pretty wacko. But you've got people that know that the Supreme Court has incredibly limited powers, that they cannot enforce things like Roe v. Wade, that they cannot make national policy. The only reason they have power is because people believe they have power. And that's power that they actually do not have. So when we come along and say, no, the Supreme Court does not have that power, they look at us like we're the strange people. And we're like, well, go ahead, show us where they have the power. Well, they just do. They're the Supreme Court. You know, they're, they're justices. They, they're there for a lifetime. They can, uh, they can interpret the Constitution. And, and once they make a decision, uh, nobody can challenge it. 
What? Are you people irrational? In the history of man, there has been few people that have uh-huh. taken on the total leadership that yep. they bestowed. I'd say yes, one is Putin. Yeah. <laughs> one is Putin. You got the uh, you got uh, your George S. Patton. You got your Dwight Eisenhower's and your Nimitz, Chester Nimitz. You've had a few that were in modern times. You can go back in older times. You've had like Napoleon. You've had a few people that take on the total responsibility that they should have. Churchill was another one. There's only been okay. a few. They're taking on the total responsibility of their country? Is that what you're saying? The leadership, yes. Well, you don't have to uh, go to somebody that's supreme or Man always has to have something that they designate ultimate power to beyond what they think they have. That's why they created God. Yeah. Yeah, Xi Jinping comes to mind and Kim Jong-il in North Korea as ultimate dictators. They, they run the country themselves. Pretty Well, Xi Jinping doesn't. I think the Communist Party, if he ever showed weakness, they'd just take him out and assassinate him or something like that and some other person. See, this is the problem with dictators. Dictators are always paranoid because they're always afraid somebody else wants to be the dictator and they want to kill him. And that's usually how power is transferred. So they have to appear tough and, and ruthless because if they're not tough and ruthless and somebody who is more tough and ruthless will take them out and replace them. So we don't have to worry well, about that. That's what the FBI it was mm-hmm. in the paper today about the FBI saying they're afraid that uh, Biden, the uh, tattletale on Biden may get killed. What's the, what do you mean the tattletale? What are you talking about? The witness, the one that's going to come forth and give all the information. About oh, of course the they might get killed. Of course they might get killed. You know, this is why when Josie says that uh, you know, Trump's better off out of office than in office, I said, no, he'd have the whole DOJ. He could fire all the people he didn't want, all the traitors in the FBI. He could turn the FBI into an actual investigation thing for the, for the country, you know, not for, for the deep state. Uh, and that doesn't make sense. I mean, let me get this article here. I want to I get through this because I think this is fascinating because Mike Pence is such a key part of this. He's not the only part, but he is a key part of the coup. Without Mike Pence, one vital part of the coup would not have gone through. He says, diehard Trump, so this is J.D. Rucker from yesterday, diehard Trump supporter Rogan O'Handley. Boy, there's a, there's a rich white name if ever there was one. It's like Tucker Carlson. You always tell the rich people they have weird first names like Rogan you know, or, or Tucker. Or, or, you know, Prescott <laughs> or, or Wellington. <laughs> or this is the, you know, rich white people name their, their kids really weird names. Anyway, Rogan and Handling dropped some bombshell allegations. These echo what I've been saying since 2021. In fact, my podcast was banned uh, on Spotify for making those exact claims. So I'm inclined to believe them. Here's what O'Hanley posted, uh, and this is back uh, a little bit, and this is also on DC Drano, if you want to know the source. DC Drano on Twitter has the same thing. He says, now that Mike Pence has entered the race, let me tell you all some inside information. In the days leading up to January 6th, I was informed by trusted sources that Pence wasn't going to contest the rigged electoral college results. In other words, he wasn't going to send the Trump and Brandon electors back to the states. That's what that meant. Wasn't going to contest it. Just going to accept the Brandon electors, even though they were illegal. He says, I couldn't believe it. How could he backstab 74 million people and allow fraud to overthrow our executive branch? But then I was told why. And here's where it gets interesting. He says he, meaning Mike Pence, cut a deal with the Koch Fundraising Network to be their lead horse in 2024 if he backstabbed Trump 
and the MAGA movement in 2020. And I told you, I told you, I told all of you, this is exactly what happened. Mike Pence has made a deal for the 2024 nomination. That's why he did it. And then people are like, oh, yeah, Greg, sure, you know, okay, fine. Nope, I knew it. I knew it then. It was two years ago I knew it. I knew it now, and I was right. And then it says, to those that say he didn't have the power to contest fraudulent ballots and allow state legislatures to conduct further review, then why did they change the Electoral College Act in 2022 to explicitly state the VP could no longer facilitate that exact process? See, we need to find out if that's constitutional or not. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go visit that no, act. No, it wouldn't be constitutional. I don't think it would be. But I've got to get the proof, though. I've got I to gotta get the proof. You've got factions that are trying to kill the Constitution. Also, and then once again, uh, Mike Pence, uh, what's his, people say they don't like him, but what is his policies? What policies will the the party have for the 2024? Whatever the the deep state tells him. It'll do whatever the deep state tells him. That's what it'll do. Well, you still need to know what it is. They can't just run up there and say, my name is Mike Pence. Wearing a cowboy well, head. He, uh, he only just declared. But they could. Technically, they yeah. could because of the population you sell it to. Yeah. Which brings to, to mind DeSantis. So if Mike Pence has promised, was promised the 2024 nomination, as I believe he was, for sabotaging Trump, this is why I didn't think DeSantis would ever run. One of the reasons was because they already promised it to Mike Pence. So why is DeSantis running? Well, I think to damage Trump because we knew. We, this is why I couldn't believe when he declared for president. And I predicted he wouldn't do it because I didn't think it was that stupid. Apparently, he is that stupid. I was wrong. But why would he run in 2024 knowing that Trump you know, is just trouncing him in the polls? He has no chance at all. And that Mike Pence is going to be – well, he may not have known that. But I believe Mike Pence you know, was, was promised the nomination just like Mitt Romney was, just like uh, John McCain was. And they were portrayed as the – remember they were portrayed as the moderate the only Republican that can unite the country, the Republican that can bring us together, the reasonable one, the maverick of the party, the one that is not a right-wing, homophobe, Islamophobe, you know, extremist. And so what happened was all the, all the conservatives beat each other up, and John McCain won. And then the Republicans beat themselves up again, and Mitt, Mitt and Romney won. Well, I think they're going to do the same thing with Mike Pence. They're going to portray him as the moderate, the stabilizing force, the calm hand on the wheel, the one person that can unite this country. And, of course, you know, DeSantis is going to get thrown to the side. He'll be out before the New Hampshire primary or immediately after it. Yeah, he might, yeah. But he got a right to run if he wants to. And we have to wait and see what it all plays out. Well, no, I want to influence it before it plays out. That's the whole point. <laughs> let, me, let me finish this article. So, so we started here. So to those that say he didn't have the power to contest fraudulent ballots that allow state legislatures. Okay, we're going over that. In the last paragraph, because Pence could, and he knew it, but he took blood money anyway. Let me just back up a bit. To those that say he didn't have the power to contest fraudulent ballots and allow state legislatures to conduct further review, in other words, decide whether they wanted the Trump electors or the Brandon electors, because if they picked the Trump electors, the three states picked Trump electors, Trump would have been over 270, and he gets the election. There's nothing they can do about it. All right. Anyway, so rather than do that, he said, then why did they change the Electoral College Act in 2022 to explicitly state the VP could no longer facilitate that exact process? Why? Because they were afraid of an honest vice president. That's why. Then it says because Pence could have, in other words, send those Trump uh, and Brandon electors back to the states, and he knew it. But he took the blood money anyway. 
we are not in this situation because of President Trump. We are here because powerful forces worked to fortify the 2020 election and coward rhinos like Mike Pence partnered with them. Let's show Judas what we think of his backstabbing in the ballot box. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. So last part of the article says, again, I heard the same rumors around the same time. This is back to J.D. Rucker. Rogan O'Hanley said that last bit. J.D. Rucker says, I heard the same rumors around the same time. Whether we were talking to the same people is unclear, but even without corroboration. So I didn't hear any rumors. I just, I just used logic and reason. The only thing that made sense to me was that uh, Mike Pence took a bribe. Why would he sacrifice himself, as Pianchi said earlier, why would he sacrifice himself and sacrifice his vice presidency you know, uh, to, to stab Donald Trump in the back, thus cause, costing himself the election as well? Well, the only reason was he was promised more. He was promised, you know, his allegiance to the deep state was proven by sabotaging Trump. Then it says Pence had all the constitutional cards to let contested states sort it out for themselves. Absolutely agree. He had the incentive to do so, but apparently he had greater, which was what Pianchi talked about. Then he says, but apparently he had greater incentive to block the process and allow massive widespread voter fraud to win out. So that's the question. Why? Did he not do the right thing, which would have benefited him? Instead, he screwed over the entire country. What was the greater incentive? This is the big question. Then it says the 2020 election could not have been stolen without Mike Pence's assistance. That's what I've been saying all morning. This is why it's, it's a safe bet that he was a part of the plan from the beginning. I believe that also. In fact, one can argue they wouldn't have gone through it with it if he wasn't playing ball. So Mike Pence was seduced by the dark side. Long time ago. In fact, he probably was always there. Well, uh, you got to find out who was whispering in his ear. Well, let me ask you this: Do you think that who would you pick if you were Trump? If you had your choice, Trump. I don't think knew Mike Pence. I don't think he knew anything about Mike Pence. Now that I think about it, I bet you Mike Pence was picked for Trump. Well, he's geographically good. He's a stable guy. He'll help your campaign. You'd be great. I don't think Trump would have picked Mike Pence on his own. He probably would have picked someone like Tulsi Gabbard, Democrat. You may be right, because uh, it, we have to go back and look and see how much Trump know of Mike Pence before the election. Mm-hmm. Well, let's look, let's look back and say, who else was Trump considering for vice president besides Mike Pence? Mm-hmm. And then well, you got to look and see who would put Pence up to do it. Who's whispering in his ear? You know, we oftentimes hear this deep state. We oftentimes hear that they, well, exactly who are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, here you go. Here's an article, Washington Post. Well, I probably won't get it because it needs a subscription. Let's see if they'll let me look at it. Uh, in tweet Friday morning, where presumptive Republican nominee Donald Trump announced Indiana Governor Mike Pence. Okay. Oh, there's oh, a bunch of people he was considering. Let's see if they're going to let me say. He was considering New Gingrich, Chris Christie. Uh, he was considering, uh, yeah, they're going to block me. I have a subscription. Uh, oh, here we go. Who's who on Donald Trump's vice presidential shortlist? This is from uh, August. This has been before the uh, Republican uh, uh, convention. So August, July 5th, convention was in August. Who's on Donald Trump's vice presidential shortlist? So let's see who, oh, more subscriptions. Sorry, guys. Let me go with find an article. It doesn't require a subscription. Vice President's candidates. Now, here, let's see if Fortune will let me look at their article. <laughs> so, Fortune. See, I quote these people. It's not like I'm using their sources, you know, on July 1st, 2016. Associated Press. 
Oh, another subscription. I can't. I gotta get that. All right. Let's see. New York Post. They'll let me look at it. Should have gone there first. May 24th, 2016. Short list. Let me get some names here. Uh, Senator Bob Corker from Tennessee. Don't know who he is. Short list. Uh, Chairman of the Foreign Senate Foreign Relations, Alabama Senator Jeff Sessions, who ended up screwing over the FBI. Uh, surprising him on the list is retired General Lieutenant uh, Michael Flynn. Well, that's interesting. Mike Flynn was on the vice presidential list. Wouldn't that have been interesting? Another reason they probably had to sabotage him. Who else was on the list? Da-da-da. Yeah, Flynn would have been the perfect choice for vice president. Yeah, uh, now we know. Okay, so that's why they put uh, Pence on. They didn't. Corin Ludowski? Uh, no, he wasn't on it. Let me see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, former Arizona Governor Jan Brewer was on the list, and Newt Gingrich was uh, was on the list. But the most interesting one from that article is General Flynn. Now, you know they hated General Flynn because he knew where all the bodies were buried, as they say. He knew the corruption of the deep state. He was going to prosecute them all. So if Mike Flynn was vice president, that would have screwed up the deep state permanently. Now it gets more interesting, Pianchi. What do you think? Yeah, yeah if you start taking the layers the pill, pulling the le- the layers off the onion, getting uh-huh. down to the core. Yeah, you, you go back and look at these old articles. Uh, it's it's pretty interesting. A quick message to Marco here. See you next time. Marco said to put up with uh, uh, Warren from New Orleans. Wake up! It's really bad. I think I'm find my other article. There's one article that I had saved up just for this occasion. Um, this is the one from Knight's Bridge. It was the best article written on the Trump electors. It is now off the internet. Fortunately, I copied it <laughs> and put it on on my my text uh, thing and just copied the text of the article. So this is the seven battleground states, each Republican electors that voted for president. 2020 political da, 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 seven battlegrounds. Okay, this is from Knight's Bridge. You cannot find this article anymore. It's off the internet which means it must have been really good, right? So they said, and this is the one I've quoted from the book. The one you're supposed to make copies of in the store. It's on my computer until the FBI scrubs it. <laughs> anyway, it's how it works. Presidential candidates in the United States win elections by winning the most electoral votes. The electoral college system apportions a certain number of votes for each state, yada, 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 yada. On 14th of December, here we go. So let's go. It says those electoral college votes are counted by Congress. If a candidate gets if a let me slow down. If a candidate gets two hundred and seventy or more, he wins the presidency. That's how it works. On the fourteenth of December. So the election was November fifth, third, something like that. Fourteenth of December, we're talking a month and a half later. Seven states sent a slate of Democratic electors, uh, chose Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden. Republican electors also cast votes for President Trump. So we got we got seven states that sent both Trump and Brandon electors to Congress to be counted. The article says thus creating seven sets of dueling electors or alternates. Both groups are sending candidate certificates of, of ascertainment of assert yeah, ascertainment, which means they're valid, to Congress, which is slated to convene in a joint session on sixth of January twenty twenty one to count electoral votes. This is written before January sixth. Then it says Alternative electors are unusual, but they have happened in our history, so they're not unprecedented. So the last time was in the uh, 
1960 election when the governor of Hawaii certified electors for Nixon. Right, anyway, a subsequent recount determined Kennedy won the state. Yada, yada. We know how that election went. Then it says, in this election, there is historical precedent, and in each of the seven states, there is pending litigation challenging the results of the election. If that litigation is successful, then the Trump electors have Great. met and voted. What's that? Oh, I was just saying Greg is here illegally. I was just replying to what I heard. <laughs> oh, you were saying to, to uh, Warren? Yeah, I thought it was the, uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I waste my time. Warren's a racist. He even hates you. You know, but Warren's interesting. Um, I think he was, he was going after Josie. He was picking on, on Brianna. And you don't prick on our, 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 our young reporter. You just don't do that. I'm not going to allow that on my site. So I've taken off his comments against Josie and against uh, Brianna. There, were nothing, there was nothing you know, redeeming uh, in argumentative value to them, so I have removed them. Uh, in fact, I think uh, he's – actually, Warren's not here. No, he's back. He's back. He's listening, but that's okay. So, Warren, I'll just let you know. If you're going to uh, you know, spill venom and vile and bile uh, over my people, then I'm not going to let those comments go. But if you have a legitimate argument – and a legitimate disagreement, uh, especially against me, I don't care. You can put that on. So that's just those are my rules from now on. All right, let me get back to this article. I find it fascinating. We only have a few left. So, so this is the case. So this, this article very clearly stated exactly what happened, just why they remove it. They don't want people knowing this information. And then it says in the selection of the article, we're sending it. To, 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 all right, here we go. Each of the seven states, there is pending litigation challenging the results of the election. Well, you know what happened to that litigation, right, Pianchi? It got to the courts. And what did the courts say? Well, we're not going to take it. You know, or there is no evidence of, of vote fraud. We don't care. You know, or the, we're not going to take up the case of the, uh, the, the Trump electors. So the courts failed. They're part of the coup. Then it says, if that litigation is successful, then Trump electors, having met and voted, would have, would be, uh, have their votes uh, would be have their votes anyway. It says would have their votes certified, and be the first properly counted in the joint session of Congress on January 6th. So in other words, if litigation was successful, if the state legislators sent back Trump electors, they would have to be counted by Congress, and Trump would have won. They couldn't have that, so they had to stop the count. Then it says the electoral college, the electoral votes have been officially counted, and the votes have been sent along. There is nothing to be done until the matter gets to Congress. So, date, seven states sending both Brandon and Trump electors to Congress. Mike Pence's job was to send them back to the states and say, no, send us one, either Brandon or Trump, but you can't send us both. Or he could have, and if the states said, no, we're going to keep sending you both, it's okay, fine, we'll decide in Congress. But again, they never did decide in Congress because that's when the Trump, that's when the, uh, the deep state started the coup to stop it from being considered in Congress. So, Mike Pence stopped the electors from being considered in the states. And the deep state stopped the electors from the Trump electors from being considered in the Congress. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the coup. Questions? That's the coup. Well, we That's still got to put, still gotta put a face and name on the whispers. Well, Mike Pence, you know, I think you made the comment of the day and I've forgotten this, but you're absolutely right that why would he sacrifice being vice president, you know, to the deep state. Unless I seen him getting, getting on a new mo- I seen him getting on a new motorcycle the other day. Maybe somebody offered him a motorcycle. Yeah, I call him a I call him the biker chick. <laughs> yeah, Mike Pence is the biker chick of the Republican Party. Do you know what's interesting? Did you see on my Facebook page? 
when I when I put I post a picture of Mike Pence and they said that's partially false information that it, uh, I can't say that against Kamala Harris. Well, unless Mike Pence has has gone through some big transformation, he's he's trans into Kamala Harris. That that uh, that fraudulent came of information is fraudulent itself, which I think is hysterical. <laughs> so even even the people saying fake information are fake, which we already we already knew. So uh, what do you think's next for uh, for Mike Pence? in his grand and glorious run. Do you think they're going to portray him uh, like uh, Mins Romney and uh, John McCain is the maverick Republican, the calming force, the steady hand on the wheel, the one Republican who can unite us and stop us from descending into the hell of Donald Trump? Is that about right? What do you think? Well, time would tell. One more question. How do you think DeSantis fits into this? If they start pushing Mike Pence, if the deep state pushes Death Mike Pence, water. how's DeSantis going to feel? Familiar. What's that? Yeah, he's testing water, getting familiar. Okay. He's not going to go anywhere if they start pushing Mike Pence. DeSantis is already done. He's, I bet you his money dries up. What do you bet his money dries up? <laughs> well, you know, he's very popular. In, uh, well, he proved himself in the state that he's coming from. Yeah. We'll see. All right, let's uh, let's close out for today. Back tomorrow, 7 a.m. Central Time. I'm going to play a couple more things uh, about Action Radio, our musical selection for the day. And uh, this has been a great show. <laughs> we have fun today. I love my job. I really do. Piaki, thank you, sir. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you. All right, so those listening, um, except for we're, uh, <laughs> Warren at the New Orleans Wake Up, who continually spews venom on my uh, live chat. Um, that's why he's not on the show calling in. Um, if you want to catch the show, just uh, podcast live, you know, before it's live, um, go to blogtalkradio.com slash citizen action. Uh, our legislative site is writeyourlaws.com, W-R-I-T-E-Y-O-U-R-L-A-W-S, writeyourlaws.com. Contributions, givesendgo.com slash action radio. Uh, just go to givesendgo and put action radio. You'll find us. And uh, um, substack, gregpenglis.substack.com. And I have another article. I'll, I'll, I'll try and write something today. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm due for another article. And uh, public email, greg at writeyourlaws.com. Hope, uh, happy to chat with you if you have something real to say. Um, and that's it. Talk to you tomorrow, 7 a.m. Central Time. We'll do it all again. This is Greg Penglis. So what is Action Radio? It is a radio show with its own citizen legislature. That's you, the listener. It is a fully interactive system of listeners, expert guests, social media, writing bills, legislator input, bill submission, lobbying, and citizen action. Action Radio is the future of talk radio using all the available technology in one completely integrated new system. You are listening to Action Radio Online with Greg Penglis. The webpage for all Action Radio shows and podcasts is blogtalkradio.com slash citizenaction. Please share our show with all your friends and family, both nationally and internationally. The guiding principle of Action Radio is this. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.